The poker made a mistake. They, they, I'm nah, saying they, it's they, a head high. They hit him in the head. How is, that, it's, how is that a mistake when they look at it and they say it's high that mm. it's not 10 in the bin? How is yeah. that a mistake? I, 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 I don't understand what we're arguing about. Did he hit him in the head? Yes. Yes. Then it's off. In the story. It's but, but he didn't get but sent it, off. But he shouldn't get sent off. But he should have. Oh my gosh. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 84 of the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast, the greatest view of rugby league from the sideline. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni. Boys, we are recording straight after Easter Monday's traditional clash between the Tigers and the Eels. So welcome, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are you going? I'm good. I'm full of chocolate and I feel sick. Awesome. But then my stomach can't, can't handle all this chocolate. Don't eat it then. What are you eating it for? It's delicious. No, fair enough. What's Guilty? your favourite, Clarky? Are you a uh, lint bunny man? Or I do. A... I do. I do love lint. Yeah, yeah, I'm partial to a lint. I'm still a. I'm still a Cadbury person. Someone yeah. told me something. I don't know if it's true, but in the the Cadbury eggs and bunnies, there's more sugar than a normal Cadbury chocolate bar. Have you heard that? What? I have. I have yeah. not. It's an increased amount of sugar. It tastes sweeter. Jeez, okay. Very wild. We should test this in a Bunsen burner. Mm. We should do that. Nick, how are you going? <laughs> I'm going all right. I'm uh, considering my team played way worse than the other team and still won, so not bad. Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be happy with that. We might actually start this week with um, that game, which is going to be out of order, but we're fresh off the Tigers-Eels game, so we will soon start with the NRL Stuff and that will be the first game, Nick. You, you G'd? G'd to talk about your team? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But before we start, boys, I have some some devastating, heartbreaking news for everyone, including yourselves, which you probably are aware of what's coming. Today is my farewell episode. Are you sad, boys? I didn't it's know fun. where you were going with that. It's finally here. Oh, it's finally where, here. Hey, where are you going? Are you sad, firstly? Are you sad? Um, I think me and Clark will do it in our ears, to be honest. <laughs> oh, is that, is, uh, so, so, I think you've already written all the scripts for us, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. But for everyone's knowledge that doesn't know what I'm talking about, I will be absent for the next two weeks and will be unable to partake in hosting the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast for the first time in our short history. As I will be traveling in Japan, but never fear, our boy Ryan Keith Clark will be taking the reins, uh, as well as Nicholas Jeffrey Guild, um, showing him, him the ropes, backing him up. So, you might take this show show to higher heights without me. Don't do that. I'd like to be a part of it. Mate, all if I you know do... is that well, <laughs> if it was up to me, and I'm sure you're the same, Clark. You got a holiday. We we plan it around this. So I. Whatever, Dan, you go to Japan, have a good time. <laughs> well, clearly... You don't not... take holidays during the season, Dan. Nah. Yeah, well, clearly you two aren't fucking sad. But anyway, mm. whatever. I hope everyone else that's listening is like, oh, I'm just, I'm just so sad. I'll still listen, but I'm just very sad. That's what know. I'm... There'll be heaps of people disappointed because they can't wait to hear your views about the international game. And... Well, I... Shut up. <laughs> Bit of touch footy talk. That's I was right. tag, I was tag talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you, Clarky. Good on you. 
Nick, are you in a bathroom or something? You sound very like far away from I'm the mic. Echoey. Hold on, let's bring it a bit closer. I like How's when that? it's closer. I like that. Do you like that, Clarky? Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Better. We'll, we'll, I'll correct you before I go, eh? Okay. <laughs> anyway, boys, again, before we move on to the episode proper, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our friends over at the Bankstown Giants Women's Police Rugby League team who last week took out the New South Wales Police Women's Carnival, claiming back-to-back titles after defeating the Eastern Suburbs Wombats 10-6 to in the grand final. Bankstown Giants co-captains and friends of the podcast, Tamika McCabe and Nerida Gregory, led a strong side for this campaign. I was speaking to Tamika um, post-tournament, uh, so she plays on their left edge as a back rower. She said their main goal was to be ruthless in defense and show grit in their line speed and the points will come, which is what they did. Uh, I thought the the start of their tournament was a bit was a bit slower as opposed to last year's uh, victory where they didn't leak any points, uh, but they built and ultimately won. So congratulations to those girls. The player of the tournament was Eden Stoddard, who played left center outside of Tamika. Uh, she killed it. And the player of the grand final was Jolene Haddad, who played at 5'8". Um, she partnered up with Nerida in the halves. So well done, girls. You deserve the recognition that um, you were given. Um, and in the men's tournament, the Eastern Suburbs Wombats defeated the Bankstown Giants 16-6. to So it was a double header for both clubs in the grand final. Um, but one club took one for the men's and one took one for the women's. So well done to the men as well. But boys, a massive episode today as usual. Uh, we'll start with the round six NRL recap, as well as the sideline story MVP 321s, presented by our beer sponsor, Akasha. Uh, this was the Easter weekend, lots of curveballs. Um, and we'll also give our rapid tips for round seven, which is this weekend. Uh, we'll also go around the grounds for our non-NRL related rugby league coverage to cover the Super League round eight Easter weekend results. And the back end of the show is our fan favorite bunker review segment presented by our major sponsor, Adzi Apparel, where this week we discuss Jared Hayne being rubbed out of NRL history and the return of Monday night football, the potential return anyway. Boys, tips this week. You got four, Clarky. I got four, and Guilty got five. But big dramas... In the leader, oh, sorry, the latter leader, Desiree only got two, and she allowed, I believe it's your wife, Clarky, Emily. Is she hindy forever? She's certainly hindy forever. So she got six, which she tied as the top tipster of the round with Brendan. I'm assuming that's your brother? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> there you go. So they both got six, and now Emily is tied in first with Desiree. She's yeah, she's stoked and um, yeah, obviously named after a one true love, Nathan Highmarsh. I was I was I was second choice. Yeah, lucky you, eh? Lucky Hindy was taken. <laughs> yes, um, I'm the lucky man. Yeah, but they're tired on thirty now, so that's going to be very interesting. Because I'm assuming Desiree is just doing the the coin flip guessing game, and it didn't work out this week because she's getting sevens every week, so. Sucks to be her, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Em went down on because she definitely went. She's definitely fins up on the dolphins bandwagon at the moment. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a storm and roosters. 
Yeah, what she's spewing about. She loves Canberra, loves Sticky. I'm pretty sure that's the one she went down on. Who's playing a guitar in the background? I don't know where that's coming from. I can hear it as well. Mate, you have to wear that. That's my roommate. (laughs) (laughs) He's got Hotel California going. (laughs) Oh, no, the Eagles. Yeah. Fair Uh, enough. I I was like, I'm sure that's not outside my house. Just strumming away. (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. We'll try. Him and his missus are here strumming for her. Yeah. <laughs> what a show off. Is that the only thing he's strumming? Uh, I don't know. It was very dark when I first got here, so oh, I just walked straight into the study. Uh, Jesus. Anyway, um, we're not going to talk about the super coach because the scores aren't finalised, but it looks like I'm going to remain undefeated. And Guilty, you're close, but you're 30 behind. And Clarky, you got pumped by like 400. Sorry. I you certainly did. did. Yeah. Obviously. So, anyway. Bloody Joseph Tarpanay. Yeah. Anyway. And also, I captain Trebojevic. Bloody hell. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Spewing boys. But anyway, in 2023, we are proudly sponsored by Akasha Brewing Company, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, and Adzi Apparel, our major sponsor for 2023. For premium quality fitness gear and for men and women, Adzi are the specialists. And as a listener of the Silent Story Rugby League podcast, you will receive 10% off any purchase when you add the discount code SIDELINE10. So that's SIDELINE10 when checking out. You can find their website with the discount already applied in the episode description or on our social media accounts. Just click on the link there. But boys, round six, we'll get into it. Um, the buy went to the Sharks and congratulations to Nico Hines who just signed a lifetime deal. How much did he get? Do we know? Um, well, it's to the end of 2030. So what's that? Extended by like five years. Yeah, it's. I think it was, what did I hear? Five years, six mil, I think I heard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so about, about 1.15. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Something like that. <clears throat> so anyway, he's um he's not, he's not never leaving. So I don't know if they've upgraded the 600K he's currently on. I'd imagine they have because he's the Delhi M winner. But anyway, congrats, Nico Hines. But we'll get into... Today's game, boys, uh, to start, the Parramatta Eels defeated the West Tigers 28 points to 22. That was a big crowd for the traditional Easter Monday clash as the Tigers' best performance of the season wasn't enough to grab them their first win of 2023. Guilty, this was um, a game of two halves, I thought. Uh, Eels in the first, Tigers in the second, and nearly a repeat of 2022, but... What were your thoughts? Mate, I don't even think it was a game of two halves. I think we got lucky when we got up our end with kicks and they didn't when they got up our and they were up our end a lot more than we were up their end. They that, were up they they were up the, a lot, but that they was didn't, from the start. But they couldn't think, execute the start. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't execute the start and then they started running straight past Hayes Dunster, who for some reason has turned into a turnstile since his last first grade game. <laughs> Fair enough. Mate, yeah, no, bad game. In defence. Well, yeah, he did. And Sean Russell's return, which we all thought was a season-ending shoulder injury or knee injury, he he bloody returned as well in the centres. Um, mate, um, Mitchell Moses had the ball on the string in the first half, which is what got you the points. And then the ball kicked off in the second and you just went to sleep. And then here come the Tigers. Yeah. Um, what, what was the biggest? What was the turning point for that you observed? Um, 
I don't know. Like I said, I think the Tigers were always probably the better team the whole game, and we got lucky, like with the ball and the string thing. If why, um, Mitchell why, Moses why was you... playing for the Tigers, mate, we would have lost. What? What's the go? Like, why can't you guys put it in against the Tigers? This happened last year. Same, same yeah, I game. Know. I don't know. And I, I said to my brother, I, I've got a funny feeling about this one as well because. There was a lot of stuff in the media leading up to this. Like Luke Brooks has really been hammered more than more than usual yeah. in all the um all the media outlets. And I thought, oh, you watch, you'll step up and have a blind. He did kick that that goal at one point to, to get him a bit closer. Yep. Um, yeah, look, I don't know. I just think we step up against the good teams and a couple of times we've been the better team and lost, and this time we were definitely not the better team and we won. So I guess you've got to take take them every now and then. Yeah. I mean, there were some good – the Tigers, I thought like, you go along, quite a few players from the Tigers were good. Like uh, we've talked about – like uh, Staines is unlucky for that to happen to him at the end of the game. He didn't deserve that. He played – he was good. Um, Obviously, Coruscant and Bateman were good. And also um, Tapoa on the left edge for them, the left winger. Mate, he, he was – Tupo. Tupo, is yeah, it? Jun- he was Junior awesome. Tupo. Mate, he Junior was Tupo. he was fantastic. And, and he made errors and he was still awesome. So yeah. mate, he kept him in the game. I, I know it's not just him because I like you said, Coruscant was playing Penrith Coruscant. Uh Charlie Staines was playing, you know, one of his better games because he's inconsistent. He played very, very well at fullback. He won't lose that spot. Um very unfortunate uh for, for Adam Dewey as he might have succumbed to another knee injury, which is um Sad because I don't like when players go right. down to the knee. That was just a, that was just like just a freak one. You shot by the crowd. Well, that's the problem. Is when it's, you land, it's worse. Just, it's yeah. worse when you get snipered, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. They reckon. Yeah, they reckon he's going off for um ACL scans. So yeah, that'll be his third one in what about four or five years. Yeah, you know, you know when that happens, they reckon it's already done. It's already happened, and the player doesn't realise yet. Yeah, because you can. So the damage has already happened. The player just doesn't realise, and then they'll go and jump or do something like put a step on, and then that's when it, that's when the real, be, you know. To be fair, that probably makes sense because he's been playing like he, he's had no ACL all year, mm. mate. The bloke's been, the bloke has been so slow. The whole team, the whole team in the first twenty-five, well, probably first half, they were just really, really slow. And yeah, he no was. Energy. He was kind of. Indicative of that, and Charlie Staines was the only kind of he the only hard, spark. And um, him and Appy, I thought they, they they led the charge in the second half. Just they just they just added a, added some speed to the to the game because yeah, it was very pedestrian. I thought and ba- Bateman's a freak as well. Oh man, man he tries, doesn't he? Yeah, he fucking saw... he... sorry, Clacky no, go. Gary, I just saw something. I read something a bit earlier. Gary Jack was coming. He come out. I don't know. I'm assuming it was today or something. Blowing up. Appy doesn't want to be there. Papali, he's not playing like he did at Parramatta. He's not. He's not. He, Appy, he's not. He's, he's not, not. But he was having a shot at everyone. He was having a shot. I'd, I think Appy. I think Appy's put in. I, I think Charlie Staines is trying hard. He was talking about Clemmer's. Clemmer's soft and. And I thought, mate, look if you. If, they're just protecting their own. Like the coaches are shit, and Luke Brooks still shouldn't be there, regardless. I don't, you know, if they had, if, look, look, look how good um, Hastings is doing at Newcastle. Like, seriously, come on. The yeah. end of the the end of the Tigers sets. Even when they were 
even when they were um like coming home strong, mate, their end of sets just turned out lucky that Hayes Dunster forgot to catch the ball. Yeah. Oh, Will Penasini as well. Will Penasini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, mate, I insert any any um, reserve half into that team, even like a Dean Hawkins from South, Braden Trindle. And I don't know why they're not. Mate, they win. They win that like, game. Right now, Trindle. Trindle obviously not going to play halfback for Canola. I mean, Trindle, or like you said, Hawkins, or even. Who's the fellow who's backing up Reynolds up at the Broncos now? Jock Madden. It's Jock Madden, yeah. Jock, I mean, well, I mean, they had Jock Madden. They, they fucking had Jock Madden. I don't think they're going to get Jock Madden back. No, no, but he, he's better than what they've got. Yeah. Well, mate, the, it remains to be seen what's going to happen to Dewey, but still a loss. Like Tim Shane's early in the week, and we spoke about it last episode, um, Clarky, when you stepped out. Uh, Tim Shane said, the experiment's over with the spine. And it's like, Gildy and I were just flabbergasted. We're like, what are you talking about this, the experiments? Round five, bro. Like, you weren't training for this in the preseason. It's like, you've gone back to your preseason spine. And look at today. Like, they actually played, they actually played well. It's obvious. We've, we've identified the problem being Brooks. And you just can't hide from but that. Like, do, yeah, it sucks you know that what? we're picking on a player, but that's the, that's the cold hard facts for Tigers that, fans. And they know can- it. They could do things with that team. Well, if you go through the roster, it's not a bad roster, right? They could do things, but you just can't play flashy with that roster. And what you've got to do is you've got to finish your sets, play boring, kick to the corners, kick deep to the corners, move on up the field, tackle hard. So put pressure on uh, the attacking team while they're in their half. And yeah. you just got to play like that. These, these coaches don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know what they're doing. No, their structures, are, their structures in defense and attack are just... Yeah, no good. Even that, like you just said, like play the one-dimensional footy, sort of. Like it's not one-dimensional. Until, it's until it's game-winning football. Until you get a few football. guys who get confidence up or you mm. do jag a player or a player comes through that no one's heard of yet, comes through and you go, shit, this kid's all right or this person's pretty good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Anyway. Well, anyway, Brooksy, he's on um a 16-game losing streak now. So, hey, who, who, who they got this week? They've got a bye, so they'll oh. win that. Yeah, well. Mm, they'll win that yeah. one yeah. anyway um, Gildy any more thoughts for, for Parramatta before hey, we Moses well. um, I, I really can't think of any other player who's still there I, don't, I didn't like um, Madison starting at uh, Madison made five errors in the first 15 minutes um, he's fit and he tackles well and he runs good good lines but in the middle but mate I thought that uh, they'd already found a lock and they've they've gone back to meddling with it. Did you and, like that um, Sean Lane's return since he broke his jaw in the trial? Yeah, look, he played like someone who hasn't played first grade in five weeks. Yeah, yeah right. A couple of drops here, you know, just mm. winding, working his way back in. Mm. Yeah, look, it is what it is. Happy to take the win, I'd say. But if um, there's nothing else to say, the cash MVP three two ones for this one. Junior Tupo gets three. Uh, Mitch Moses gets two and Charlie Staines gets one. And Coruscant was close as well. Oh, he was close, man. I was trying to find a way to put him in, but I couldn't put him ahead of those three. And Moses, if he kept that, that first half up, he would have gotten three. But Tupo ah. was just explosive, wasn't he? Hmm. Boys, the, we'll go back to the start now. So game one, the Storm yes. defeated. Oh, 
you got to wait, Clarky, for your stupid game. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Melbourne Storm defeat the Sydney Roosters 28 points to eight. The Storm have taken another NRL powerhouse scout after knocking off the Rabbitohs last week, this week being the Roosters. Guilty, 28 unanswered points for the Storm. What was your take on the Roosters? Because they were in it until... Radley got sin-binned, and then I thought, that's it. And it was. It really was it after that. Yeah, you know when you say in it, they were still losing. They were still losing. Like, the Storm storm were better. It's just like, you know, you're you're kind of in it, and then, nah. (laughs) Some some days it just happens where Munster and Harry Green are unstoppable, and that's what I felt happened in this game. I think it helps Munster when... Massively, when Jerome Hughes makes his return, and any yeah, oh, hundred percent. Well, they've got two dominant halves, and you know he can just run the ball a little more. And mate, he yeah. was awesome. He that he was probably the best player of the round, in my opinion. Cameron Munster, yeah, mate, he was fantastic. Mate, he play when he gives off those Origin vibes because he always steps up for Origin. He is that player, but he I like how he can play like that at club level too, consistently. Yeah, when he does that, you just go fuck. You're not winning. And I've, I've, talk, I've talked about before, he's busy. He's always around the ball. Like, he doesn't have to play on one side. Like, I think some some teams get stuck in attack. Oh, you've got to be on that side of the field. You can't be on that side of the field. He's everywhere. And then when the ball needs cleaning up, he's the one diving on the ball. So. Mate, the, this, in this match, the Roosters didn't have Teddy and Joey Manu came back and played at fullback. Um, I don't think Teddy's saving him either. With, On that, um, did you see the record that Manu's got at fullback? No, what was it's it? It's something like 10 wins from 12 games, so it's not like they lost anything. You know? Well, that's. I think it was just, it didn't matter who was there. It, it was yeah. The storm turned up in, it was pissing down rain. They played like it was dry weather. Yeah. Um, and the crowd was fantastic. It was fucking pissing down. The crowd was nearly full. They didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care in Victoria. But um, look, it, what's what is worrying for the competition is the storm have now only got Nas and Pappenhausen out, and Nick Meany played his best game in Storm colours, I think, in this game as well. One of them, anyway. He was fantastic. He was around the halves, around the play, backing up, supporting, defending like a champion. So he he went off at the sixty minute mark for a head knock. Yep, and he came back at about oh, we'll see, fifteen minutes later. Hmm. Yeah, he was good. He was fantastic. What do you do but, with him when Pappenhausen comes back? Well, you got they're going to move him. They're going yeah, where, to move him. Where did you put him? On, on the, the wing. Bench. You're going to put him on the wing. Yeah, okay. That's where you put him. So, who yeah. Misses, who misses out? Will Warbrick, yeah. obviously. It's not going to be Coates if Coates no. keeps playing like that. Oh, mate. You got what? How many did he get? Four? I think he's got three. I think it was three. Someone's got to check that. I've, I thought it was four. But he was playing like... Three. It was three. three. Mate, he was playing like... He wanted it. Like Mate, it's like, oh, I'm back. I need I need this. Like, do you know what's funny? In in that game, I looked at the stats and his stats were pedestrian, but watching the game, he was in everything. So he ran for 69 meters. Yeah, it just shows you every touch meant something, obviously. Yeah. 100 percent But that, some good news for the Roosters. Obviously, Teddy will be back next week, but um uh, Angus Crichton, uh, his last match was obviously for Australia in the World Cup final. Uh, and he's been off for mental health reasons. He's going to be returning through their reserve grade team for round seven. So 
I'd imagine maybe round eight or nine we'll be seeing Angus Crichton back for the Roosters. Do, do you know who's also in that reserve grade side currently? Who? Tupanua. Yeah, so he's they reckon also playing. They reckon so, he'll be back. They reckon he'll be back potentially round eight as well. So that's massive for them. They're yeah, both mate, they've they've missed him. Internationals. Well, Tupanua was supposed to be out until the middle of the season, so. You know, and then Matt Lodge is also due back as well. So they're not missing they're not missing much, the Roosters. Yeah. So that's what it's all about because you look at a team like, I don't know, the Cowboys, and they've they started to cop injuries this year as opposed to last year, and they don't know how to handle it. Even though they're getting them back, they're just like, Oh, we're still missing people. We don't know what to do. And they're playing like shit. What happens is um the coach just blames the players he left, let go. Mm, <laughs> we will talk about that soon, Nick. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, the storm rolling through, and I think they're they're becoming a scary prospect for the season when they started poorly this to, to this season. So, yeah. But anyway, Nick, the... just say one one more thing on this is that uh, if one player for the Roosters has stood out, it's been where Hargraves. Yeah, since he's come back, I look, I look at the stat. I looked at the stats, and again, he didn't have massive stats, but he ran with a bit of venom. Yeah. which no one else was really doing. And when he did hit the hot line, he bent him back. So eyeball test-wise, mate, he, he's still playing good. Mate, I don't know if it's because he wants the contract or not, but apparently the Roosters can't fit him in. So he might be going to the Catalans, Dragons. I'll be buying him at the Dogs. I'm just saying. I'd, I'd be taking him as a Bulldog supporter. Mate, with the way he's playing, I mean, it's a long season. So they talked about this on 360. They were talking about giving him a new contract, finding a way to keep him, and and the argument was that it's a long season and he's been injured a lot. So, well, that's that's rich for them to say, isn't it? I agree. It is a long season, and and he has been injured a lot in the last two years. Oh, he's killing it right now. So, yeah. anyway, three two ones, guilty for this one. Three two ones. We had uh, Munster three, Meany two, Xavier Coates one, and obviously Harry Grant and um, Wera Hargroves are also really good. Clarky, are you ready? I'm ready, baby. Okay. Game to the Sesame Redbirds to hit the Bulldogs. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't be a dick. I'll say it properly. The Rabbitohs defeated the Bulldogs 50 points to 16. And my favorite stat. Came out through this one, despite the fact it's against my my club. Uh, the Bulldogs can't win the premiership in 2023 now because the 50-point curse has cursed them. But um, my first, I'll let you take the reins here, Clarky, before Nick and I talk. Um, but I want to ask you a question. Yeah. How does it feel after, oh, sorry, entering our third season of this podcast uh, <laughs> that you are still undefeated in the jersey bets? It's quite, it's, it's quite remarkable, really. Para can't beat you either. So, uh. yeah. So annoying. Yeah. I, 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 like, we owe Jersey bets. Like, Nick and I owe them. Nick still owes me one because the dogs beat him last year. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's annoying because you, you just don't lose to the dogs or the eels. They haven't, you haven't in the last two years anyway. Yeah. Piss me off. <laughs> Mate, I said before the game, I'm, I don't think I, I probably didn't reiterate it as much um, on the episode, but mate, the amount of talk from Latrell and about sorry about Latrell and how I think maybe susceptible you guys are. You know, he had a lot of injuries. I said if Latrell's on today, 
we put 40 on the dogs and mate he was on he he was on and we put 50 on so i wasn't i was pretty spot on he was that's obviously the way everyone maybe not everyone but that's the way everyone expects Latrell to play every week unfortunately he hasn't been but yeah him and campbell graham were well they just absolutely unstoppable he's just annihilated our left edge and you just you gave it to your your right edge to do that but I said it to Nick when we were doing our rapid-fire tips uh, in episode 83. Uh, I tipped the Rabbitohs without hesitation, and I said the injuries will bite them. I know it's always about next-man-up mentality, but I think the Dogs really wrote this one off, and they had to because they went in that game with 11 injuries. Sorry, with 10 injuries. Sorry, nine injuries, one suspended, and then Adokar obviously got lost early to make it 11. And... I said, all I want is a respectable scoreline. And I thought we were getting there until a certain thing happens in the 63rd minute. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's annoying to watch your team get th- uh, get thumped. But that right edge, Campbell Graham in particular, I thought Cody Walker was fantastic as well. Like, nothing was going wrong. You were catching those, like, those, like, like hard passes. They are catching them and then giving it off. And I'm just like, for fuck's sake. They're just everything's coming off for him. Everything, every kick, every shitty pass, it came off for years, and he's just attacked the right edge when we lost Ado Car, uh, because Alamotti can't can't defend on a wing, and and um, Jackson Tapine is a is a slow defender, and he just did not meet years, and we're just getting annihilated, and every nearly every try came from that edge. Yeah, so. and and mate, Latrell looked like he he was in a mood from the first minute too, and um. Yeah, mate. It was it was good to watch. Obviously, before we get in, before we get into the the controversy of the game, um, in the ninth minute, the dogs lost Josh Adokar to a syndesmosis and a combination of a knee injury now, uh, which sees him out for two months, uh, which is a shit house injury at this time because he's not going to get picked for Origin now either, and it would be interesting to see what they would have done with him and origin, but now we're never yeah. going to know. The decision's out of their hands. It's done now. Yeah. So we'll never be able to find out if Fittler's going to pick him after his form at the World Cup for Australia and, you know, really for the dogs because he's playing well for the dogs. But anyway, um, 63rd minute, Clarky. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't. I just want to preface it by saying... Um, when I well, when you get into this, I, the, the Rabbitohs were the better team the whole game, and um, I think you said at the end that um, it was going to be by how much they lost by the Dogs. Yeah, last week I did say that. And I Latrell had one of those games where it seemed like people had been talking about how much how little work he's been doing all week, and he, so he yeah, which decided is, which... to show you how how good he is. Yeah. Which is annoying because that's exactly what happened. And he's like, I need to show, I need to show that I'm a good fullback. <laughs> and he yeah. did. Yeah. But the 63rd minute, boys. Game is 26 to 12. Jacob Preston cops a controversial sin bin uh for a supposed hip drop tackle on Isaac Thompson. Now he doesn't get sanctioned. By the match you should, you should have left that bit. You should have found out what Clarky says then. No, then no, no, because I don't think it changes. I don't think it changes anyone's either of your minds because we know that 
he doesn't get sanctioned. Like we're aware of that. But the match review committee don't sanction Jacob Preston. So what's that mean? Do they make an error in the game? Well, I'm going to ask you, Guilty, first, because I know that you're rolled up already. Is it a hip drop tackle? Uh, no, I don't think it is. I don't Why? Think it is. Why? Look, the, the reason that that rule came in was because of a certain style of tackle where um, blokes would hang off a player when there was already two, maybe one, two players already in the tackle <clears throat> and then bring them down in a bit of a crumpled mess and usually land on their legs. Mate, when it's one-on-one and you're swinging around a bigger player or you swing around a player with momentum, mate, that's not a hip drop. Clarky? Mate, to be completely fair, and I reckon there's a lot of listeners out there going, oh, thank God I'm not the only one. Mate, I still don't even know what a hip drop tackle is. Oh, interesting. Like, obviously, I have somewhat of an understanding, but... I look at some and I look at others and, mate, to be fair as well, my opinion is I'm like, isn't it just unfortunate sometimes? It's just, yeah. isn't just a tackle gone wrong? Yeah. Like uh, me, I reckon like 70, 80% are just unfortunate tackles. You've, you've, That's what I'm saying. At a, in, I don't know. No, the, pro- the problem is this, right? Plenty of them happen throughout the game. You watch, you could watch every single game and there'll be two or three that can be considered hip drop. But because the player doesn't actually get his leg trapped under the player and there's no injury, then the refs don't call it. Do you know what I mean? So therefore, it, it doesn't make any sense to, to say, okay, well, that's a hip drop, but, but that's not a hip drop because no one got injured. Are you happy though if, because <clears throat> Gildy, you've been a big proponent and so have a lot of people that this needs to get rubbed out of the game. Yep. Aren't you happy that they're going too far rather than not far enough? Hey, I just think there are things that are way worse that they're not looking at at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But take that, like, Let's just focus on the hip drop, though. Yeah. Um, look, you man, can't you can't no, get rid you can't get rid of it if you if you go softly, softly. And don't get me wrong, like I see, I would have been happy for that just to be a penalty. I I, I think. Oh, I don't think it's a penalty, to be honest. It's okay, not but, a penalty. It's not. It's not a penalty. Well, but if you that, that's me and Dan, that's what me and Dan think. And Clarky obviously thinks it could have been a penalty, and that's fine. I just I just think if and again. I'm confused about whatever the fuck a hip drop tackle is. But if everyone wants to get rid of it, you need to go harder rather than soft. Well, if you want to get rid of it, explain what it is. Because when you've got, like, I, I tape something for you guys after the game and I send it out. And Luke Keery is being interviewed after the match. And I think they're grooming him as a future Fox commentator. Oh, he's awful. He's fucking the person- regardless, personality they- of a plank of wood. <laughs> regardless, they asked him about hip drops, and it was a very, very uh, confused conversation between all of them, all the panellists. I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't hear one commentator in this round. I haven't heard yet, and I'm, I'm sure Paul Ken will probably prove me wrong, but I haven't heard anyone talk about that particular one being a hip drop. I've heard all negatives about that, saying that that, um, that definitely wasn't one in particular. Like, if something looks pretty close to a hip drop, and yep. someone gets injured. Yep. No, isn't that a fucking hip drop? <laughs> like yeah, if but, no one but, knows, but, but, if but no man, one knows what a fucking hip drop is. But what that does is, right? Just say, for instance, it's not Canterbury playing badly the whole game. Just say it's South and Penrith having a blinder, and that exact tackle happens where it's not a hip drop, and a player gets sent off for ten minutes. That's the game. 
and it's wrecked the game. And that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, maybe. But they, want to get, they want to get rid of it. And everyone keeps talking about getting rid of this hip drop. Well, here's a question. Why are we so worried about getting rid of hip drops now as opposed to the head highs that have just gone out of fashion all of a sudden? Yeah, they're, they're so inconsistent with that now. And, and then Seriously. on top of that, they let, they let Jack DeBellin, he didn't do it this week, but last week Jack DeBellin goes knees first, shoulder first into knees. Cannonball. And it's a minor penalty. He, didn't get, got, he got fucking fined. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I'm going to answer your question, Clarky, as best I can. The definition of a hip drop tackle as of 2020. You ready for this? It's been there for 2020, apparently. The hip drop tackle technique involves a defender holding onto the hips or upper body of the ball carrier, and the defender lifts their own legs off the ground, dropping their body weight onto the ball carrier's legs or feet. Do, do you know what? It, it's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to go. Oh, okay, well that didn't happen because. Mate, every tackle's different, right? Did Jacob do, Preston do, land on anyone's feet in the tackle with Isaac Thompson? No, he didn't. Yeah, he Is did. that a hip drop tackle? No, he didn't. He did land on the back no, of his legs. That's he, how he got injured. No, man. he didn't. No, no, no. Well, no, I watched no. it a few times, man. I'm on your he side did not. about whether it's a hip drop or not, but he definitely did because that's why he got injured. Nope. Oh. I'm disagreeing with you. Okay, that's fine. How did he injure himself then, mate? Because he's gone forward. He's hyperextended his knee. Oh, my knee. My no, ankle. He didn't. I mean, I'm injured. The hip drop tackle, the supposed hip drop tackle. Anyway. Hey, he lands on the back of his leg, man. Turn a guildy towards my, my anyway, side. No, look, but, I mean, yeah, stop alienating yeah, your team. Even saying that, man, look, when I look at a hip drop, when um, when Hastings got done last year by, um, who was it, the Brisbane Lock? Um, Pat Carrigan. Carrigan. It was, yeah, Carrigan. When, mate, that's a, that's a hip drop, outright hip drop. It looks like a hip drop. It, it landed on his knees. He twisted round, twisted yep. to go over the top of the back of the legs. Mm-hmm. Mate, that's a hip drop. Easy. I see that and I go, that's a hip drop. With with any, really, with maybe one of the three from last week, I thought, yep, maybe. They're not like, like they're an on-purpose thing. Like the things, the tackles that have been happening the last couple of weeks where they've been going, the rest have been going crazy with them and sending them off for 10, mind you, as well, which is crazy. You can't mm. send people off for 10 if there's no mental aspect to trying like when when a bloke does a head high there's there, he, he he's not trying to do a head high but it's the responsibility to go lower and you can go lower when you're in the middle of a tackle and things happen in the middle of a tackle you get swung around but you can't send a bloke off for 10 minutes for that well if you've watched the drag well obviously I know you've watched it in the dragons game in the third minute but if Francis Molo leaves the ground and head highs the shit out of Mo Fodawaker and the referee's like, Sinvin. The man has a fucking send-off. Like, he has, he, if we're going off what you just said then, here's the men's raya to bloody jump off the ground and yeah, he was trying to take, take his head off. Head off. Yeah. He goes, see ya, you're off for 77 minutes. You are sent off. Too bad, Dragons. Yeah. Too bad. But he got sinbinned, which is oh, fine. Thank, it's good that God, they kind of did it. Thank God but, they fucked Magic Round a couple of years ago. That was mad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, what, what, You know what? All they've got to do really is use a common sense approach and say, okay, um, we're not going to change rules mid-season and that, but this is what we're doing. We're sending or enforce a, them a package mid-season. out to the all, all the teams. This is a hip drop. This is a hip drop, and this is a hip drop. Then if you do those hip, if you do those things, well, it's a hip drop. But if everyone in the clubs, including in the clubs, are saying, well, fuck, that's not a hip drop, and that's not obviously what we've been told is a hip drop, and then. 
someone's not sanctioned for it because it's obviously not a hip drop. How can you send a player off? We were literally talking about it during the Dolphins game on our on our chat. And in the 55th minute of the Dolphins game, if anyone has KO, go to it. Tess, uh, who was it? Which player was it now? I forget the player who did it. It wasn't Tessie Newey because he did it. It was um, uh, it was someone in the 55th minute, and they do a hip drop, and it just goes away. Now, what pissed me off about the Jacob Preston one is the referees missed it. There was a stoppage where the Rabbitohs knock it on, and then they go, "Oh, we're going to go all the way back to the start of that set, and you sin binned." It's like yeah, you missed but- it. You've missed it. Well, not, not just you missed it. it. it, it the, whoever called it, which was obviously the video referee, because there's an injury, has gone, oh, I go back, there's a hip drop there, but it's not a hip drop. Man, I'd, oh, man. And then you got Jason Dimitri in the press conference, just bloody. Yeah, I've got to admit, this is a bit crazy. There was four of them, and I am disgusted at the Bulldogs. I mean, go away. It happened to Tavita Tatola. I mean, you're playing the, the, the Rabbitohs are playing the bloke injured. He does His first run, I thought he, he, he did his knee again. Which was shit because I'm like, oh, I hope he's not injured again. And then he's like, oh, it's because of a, uh, it was because of a hip drop. So and the bloke plays the rest of the game anyway. I, I wanted to have a look at that because I thought oh, if I've missed it, I know I'm gonna look like an idiot when I get on the podcast. But I went and watched it, and mate, there's no one. It doesn't come anywhere near the blokes. Man, what's the go? What's the go, Clarky? Jason it was Dimitri. A, it, was a, it was a hip drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a I now know what hip drops are, yeah. and that was a hip drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, the the dog's injury crisis might be um, softened after the potential return of four players next week against the Eels. So Jaden Ockenball, Vili Kikau, Tavita Pango Jr. in his first match of the season and Raymond Fatala Mariner might all be back. Well, mate, they need it because, you know, it's, you know, they've still got five on the sideline after that. So fucking dead. Anyway. um, Mate, before we go any further, I just wanted to bag Burton. I yep. said I was going to. Cool. Mate, look, I know he's one of your favourite players, Dan, but, mate, he's playing shit. He's playing a horrible for a half. He, When he does um, move along the line, he's throwing passes into guys where they've got no time to do anything. I mean, normally it's the sixth, so I don't know what he's doing. Um, yeah, he scored a run away try, and, yeah, he scored a try for kick, but, mate, any centre can do that. That's a centre's job, not a 5-8 job. So if they're looking for a reason the halves aren't going good and there's no attack at the dogs, mate, he's got they've got to look at him. Yeah, well, I will say, like, Marnie, Josh Reynolds, Flanagan, Burton, all all did, did a disservice on in that game. But I was happy up until the 65th minute when Preston got Sinbin and then the Rabbitohs put five tries on, and I was just like, awesome, <laughs> cool, cool. I, I'm glad we, we conceded 50 because now we can't win the premiership, which we were going to win until that game. But anyway, whatever. The Akash MVP 3-2-1's guilty for this one. Uh, Latrell 3, Campbell Graham 2, uh, and Cody Walker 1. Mm. Game 3, boys. The Dolphins defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 32 points to 22. I uh, thought the Dolphins bounced back in fantastic fashion after their loss to the Dragons last week. Uh, they also, they actually, sorry, not also, they actually defied the odds with their injury-riddled side overcoming a Cowboys team who actually welcomed back two big boppers in Ruben Cotter and Scott Drinkwater in this match. But what's the go with the Cowboys? They are way off from last year, boys. And when I say way off, I mean way off because they are in the bottom four right now and um, or bottom five. And I mean, last year they were top, they were second or first. 
Yeah, I just think that obviously drink water has been it was just, it was a suspension for five weeks, was it? Four mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, mate. That he's a big part of their attack. Um, I know he came back this week, but it takes a little while to get back in the in the groove. Um, I got a funny feeling that they expected success straight away. The Cowboys after how good they went last year. Um, and have come down to earth a little bit. Like, obviously, the superstars are playing good, like Valentine Holmes. He didn't have a great game, but he did do some really good things as well. Mm. Um, like, I know I know that the Cowboys are missing Jeremiah Nanai through suspension, and Murray Talangi is a big, a big, big player for him, and Hylam Lukey and Jordan McLean are, you know, solidify him a little bit more if everyone's fit. Uh, Guilty Will speaking about it weeks ago about Luciano Leilua. Um, Clarky, you if he was there, if if they're all back, are the Cowboys winning the winning these matches that they've they've lost, or are they still going to be around bottom eight? No, you well, you'd imagine so, mate. Luciano Leilua's, and they're all pretty special players. Like, like Murray Talangi and um, did Talangi play for the Kangaroos this year? Ah, uh, you went away with them. Yeah, and so Nenai, like you're talking about, like World Cup winning players. There, of course, they're going to make a difference. And but I, I don't. I think yeah, I think Scott Drinkwater was. He's just Tom Chester plays alright. He's all effort, and he's he's a good player. He could probably play first grade somewhere else. But Scott Drinkwater, his ball playing at the back is makes their attack another level and. Yeah, I think it falls down to um, Chad Townsend's obviously slowed up a little bit more, and yeah. he was he yeah. was he was pretty exceptional last year. To be fair, like his game management and Tom Dearden's obviously having a bit of a hangover from his first year. I think I think Gildy I think Gildy was a bit um jumped the gun last year because remember when he shit he shit on him Chad Townsend. The start of the year, maybe he should have done this of, year because of how good he gone at the Warriors the year before. They got yeah. rid of him. He was off, <laughs> and the Sharks fucked him off too. Yeah, they did, mate. Yeah. Um, the, the Dolphins in this match, yeah, their first half was was incredible. Uh, Edric Lee played his first game in Dolphins colours as well. I thought he did a service to the jersey. They did all right. Jared Wallace and well, Bromwich got. This is what I'm saying about injury riddled. Like they've already got Tessie Newey, Felice Kafusi, Milford, and Sean O'Sullivan out. You're trying a new pair in Cody Nicarima and Isaiah Katoa in your halves. Your captain is is rubbed out before the game. You lose Jared Wallace to HIA pretty early. And it's like, well, they're not going to win. They're at the Cowboys' home ground. It's sold out, 30,000 seats. You're like, oh, nah. Nah, Dolphins, nah. I don't think so. And they bloody came out like next man up mentality. Yeah. Jeremy Marshall King's having a game. Jermaine Azarko looks like the best winger in the NRL right now because he's the leading try scorer. He really does. Man, he's fucking looking awesome. Do you know what they do, though? They they play like the Tigers should be playing. They play the way that they play a safe game. They don't have the players to be super flashy. And when they're playing a safe game, players get confidence and they can play like Hammer. You know why? You know why, Guilty? Because they've got Wayne Bennett, the super coach. And then you've got Christian Wolf assisting him who won four premierships in a row with the club. So or three premierships in a row with the yeah. club. So with St. Helens. Well, so they know how to win. Yeah, they? they've got they've got a, a coaching staff that are just no bullshit. And this and, is what we do, don't fuck around. And everyone there 
He's bought in to two of the best coaches in the game right now. Well, they, they have. And on top of that, then the players that like you'd consider afterthoughts, like, man, Herman SAS, they had a blinder. Was that his first or second game back? I, I think it was his second. Because second. I think he's come off the bench once. But he yeah. started. He ran for the most meters. He had three offloads. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was excellent. No, he ended up he ended up coming off the bench again. Did he? Yeah. Well, he must have got on there. He must have been on. He was on there for a lot of the game. Because I, I think because um, what's his face got hurt? Uh, Wallace got HIA. Oh, he did too, yep. yeah. Wait, it says, according to the NRL, he only played... 33 minutes. It just felt like he was Mate, there he ran a lot. for 132 meters. Yeah, that's wild. And, and he kept <laughs> and he kept offloading and he, and it was it wasn't just shit falling at the back where the bloke picks up the ball and gets tackled straight away. They led to something. Do you know what I mean? Mate, Meaningful the, offloads. I thought the Cowboys were coming back cuz they had 10 minutes. They they got within they got within 4 with 10 to go or 9 to go. And I was like, "Oh fuck, here we go. They're going to they're going to pip the Dolphins." And then Edric Lee came up with that big intercept play and then the Dolphins end up scoring off the back of that and I was really happy for him. But then you got the presser and I'm going to I'm going to preface this one by saying I don't like Todd Payton and I never have and I probably never will and this doesn't help. Mate, the guy gets in the presser and passively aggressively wishes the best for the hammer. Do you know what the question was? What was the question? Do you know what the question was, Dan? What he, I don't know if the question was it, like, it was something to do with how do you feel about letting him go? Yeah, it was it was, something it, around those. That's lines, right. Right. How do you feel about the hammer being playing in Dolphins colours after he was with your club last something year? Something along those lines. So it was a bit of a setup by the the journal. Yeah, hundred percent it was just to get a reaction. And Todd Payton, I don't know if he's trying to play the oh I'm honest card, but he can't, he played the I'm kicking cans card because he looked like a baby. He's like I'm glad he's going all right. Glad he's going all right over there. He we we left he left because he left because of things he said last year and we got rid of him and I'm 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 happy for him he's a good kid he's a good kid he's a good kid it's like no did he say that he said he angry he, he, we made him we made him the player he is and you know yeah that's right he, he's it, playing it sounds, good when we he's talk playing about well it, because it sounds of us. like it sounds like he he was giving him a rap but it felt like when he first started it felt like he was saying, well, the reason we let him go was because he's got a big mouth and he said a few things that pissed me off, so that's why I let him go. But now I've realised that I'm in a presser. I'll also say that, you know, I'm happy that he's playing well and I'm glad he's good. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was a bit it was a bit funny. And he could, he could have well have been a smart ass, or he could have been bigger for his boots. Maybe, maybe he could have. Well, but... well you've got to think about it this way. When they bought Drinkwater, Drinkwater was not necessarily going to be playing fullback straight away. He was actually in the halves, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they, they might have said, look, you know, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but if a player gets told he's going to be the fullback, and I'm pretty sure Hammer, that, that's the direction they were going to run with for a while there. And then all of a sudden they go, well, mate, we've got Drinkwater at fullback. You're just going to have to wear it for the year. You don't know what happens behind closed doors with the club. Maybe ask for a leash. You don't know, you know. Either way, sucked in Todd Payton. He's playing better at the Dolphins. He's killing it at the Dolphins. He's one of the top fullbacks in the comp right now. That's for certain. Yeah. I hope Todd Payton's listening to this and he doesn't like me because I don't like him. But anyway, uh, the Akasha MVP 321's guilty for this one. Okay. Um, we gave Hammer three. Um, like you said, when I was getting close, he scored that last try to put the cherry on top. That was that was awesome. Um, Jerry Marshall King's killing it. Um, that's your favorite player, Dan. I think. And um, Tom, Tom, Tom Gilbert, 
Mate, if he like he's uh he's the heart and soul of that team right now, I think. Are you ready he for plays this? Good every week. Gil, are you ready for this? Yeah, go. I'm glad he's playing well at the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we made him. <laughs> yeah, we made him, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm actually happy for him. I always like JMK. I'm glad he made his um glad he got selected for the Kiwis last year as well, despite the fact he didn't really get game time. And I hope Mate, you know they what? pick him this year. I'll tell when you they what, play he's internationals. Playing he's playing better than the other bloke. Well, I hope they're playing wait, which other bloke? Red Marnie. No, the other Kiwi. Oh, Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. Hey, look at this. We're talking about test football. How interesting, yeah, Nick. Yeah, How yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. The test football. Doing, we, won't, we, won't, we won't be doing this next week, Nick. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, we the test, fo- the test football. <laughs> Shut up. This is the test football, which you all want to talk about because they'll be playing it at the end of this year and every year subsequently. I'm happy for them to play it. I just don't need a 27-game series at the end of the year. Like, like you're happy with it. That's all. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You just don't get it. Anyway, game yeah. four, Penrith Panthers defeat the Manly Seagulls 44 to 12. Now, Clarkie, you were at the game. I'm sure this was fantastic if you were a Panthers supporter because they demolished the Seagulls all game, first half in particular, 32 0 at the break. Um, it was the usual suspects dominating for the club, wasn't it? Well, mate, Dylan Edwards' first first half hat trick. Um, they the Panthers stopped playing at halftime. To be fair, because yeah, they, they didn't did. have to because the game was absolutely over. Um, I probably only watched half the game because I spent the rest of the time taking my children to the toilet every five <laughs> minutes. But um, You're getting hot dogs? No, I was I was in a box. Oh but, yeah, yeah, mate. I've my kids aren't going to know what's what hit them. What's going to hit them when I take them to their first game at like a course stadium? Yeah, right. They're expecting Just, they're expecting wine and foot oh, massages, and they're like, right. "Where is it?" <laughs> but I take them to like Henson Park. They can run around on the hill. Then I take them to the box, and it's like, "All right, kids, sit in your seats." <laughs> um, but yeah, Toto, he, mate, he was he was at his usual. Yeah. Um, just meter eatering best, 246 meters. He was. What, what was he wearing Higgy? What was yeah. he wearing Higgy for? Is it a thing with Crichton just to like make him not look silly because oh, he's got a mate. injury? <laughs> I think it was Mick Ennis started calling them the Headgear Brothers. I mean, oh, oh my God. Mick Ennis is. I mean, I, I, heard a, I heard a rumor that him and um, Blocker don't really get on on Fox Sports. And yeah, that right. the, the reason why Blocker doesn't like him is because he's a suck up to Fox Sports executives. That's how he's got a job. Um, how funny is that? Anyway, Mate, I tell you what, well, we didn't talk about it, but in the Brewster game, he couldn't tell, he couldn't half tell he's in love with Sawali. He didn't no, shut I up. I don't like that. See, now they've got they've got this. Sorry, Clarky, I know we just tangented away from Panthers game, but I don't like that Fox Sports is starting to pick their favourites like Channel Nine does. Mate, you know what he said at the start. I've got to say this, right? At the start of the match, he goes, "Oh, Remus Smith, he's going to be in a bit of fear." Remus Smith smashed him, played all over him. One would say <laughs> that he fed him. Him. Yep. <laughs> anyway, mate. mate um, there, to be fair, there's not much to talk about this game. Have there you? Isn't. Hey, there isn't because no, there is like they they actually just clinically, like and clinically and effectively broke down the Seagulls, and they just okay. went, oh, okay. At halftime, they're like, oh, we're silly, we're losing. I've got a few the questions. Panthers got walked questions. off like they would. The Panthers walked off like they didn't do anything. And they're like, yep, yeah, thirty-two nil, sweet, good. Let's keep going. 
And I was like, I've, 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 I've got a few questions. Um, so obviously Dylan Edwards is killing it again this year, mm. mate. Um, would you pick him for Origin? What in front of Teddy? Yep. No, they're not going to Gildy. They're not going to. Well, we know you hate Teddy. They still don't hate Teddy. I'm just <laughs> saying, who's the better player right now? Well, yeah, but that's. It's Edwards. It's Edwards. Who's the been best for the last answer. two years? Uh, well, mm. if you're angling towards the fact that Edwards won the Clive Churchill in the grand final last hey, year. I'd say the last eight weeks of last year, he's killing it. He hasn't stopped this year. Um, he, he's like, we've said this before, he's in the era of um, fantastic fullbacks. And that arguably is the wrong era when they've picked their favourites as in like New South Wales, Queensland, and Australia. Uh, and then he's in that era. He's in that era right now. There, there's there's fullbacks ahead of him, and if you break it down to just New South Wales, it's the Australian captain. Yeah. He's not playing that good. But the, uh, if they if they don't pick the Australian captain, then they look silly. Well, man, they don't pick Josh Adokar, who was the best winger. So I that, don't understand what the issue is. If you're not playing good enough, you shouldn't be playing picked. Clark. Oh, well. That was because of his height, apparently. A um, bunch of bullshit. Mate, what's. Have you heard? <laughs> so we'll go with the off field stuff. Mm. First of all, that fucking press conference with um, Anthony Seabold. Speaking of. Speaking of coaches who are absolute flogs, mate, Anthony Seabold doesn't know how or why Tom Trebojevic has back spasms, but 100% can guarantee it's got nothing to do with his hamstring. It's like. What? Uh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about, you idiot? Anyway, have you seen this stuff coming out of the Panthers um, from the CEO, Brian Fletcher, talking about all this negativity from Fox Sports? Yeah. That's, oh, well, there's a reason. That's fucking weird. Well, Ken, Ken's gone after him big time. Yeah, Kenny's gone after him, but like Brian Fletcher's talking about like, Speaking to lawyers about suing because it's damaging their brand. It's like, what are you talking yeah, about? That's weird. That's crap. <laughs> if you can't take if you can't take a, a journalist giving an, an opinion, and to be fair, everyone has that same opinion. I mean, and Jerome then, Law doesn't make it any easier. Uh, Crichton is, is, hasn't said anything lately, so he's sort of, you know, he's gone under the radar. But he was he was one of the. The ones people were pointing the finger at. Yeah, but that's that was fucking bizarre. It is stupid because the media for forever in Australia anyway is not regulated with their opinion, and they do spin shit. We know that. They also make up stories. Hello, Michael Shamus and the Roosters and bloody Mitchell Moses going there. <laughs> but that was all bullshit. Nothing happens to Michael Shamus, and we know that because no one's regulated it. So then you got Brian Fletcher like, I want to regulate it. It's like. No, it's not going to happen, champ. It's been like this since the well, NRL he's the became popular winner. here. He wants money for when they win grand finals, but he doesn't say a thing when they're <laughs> winning. You've got to bring that up, eh? <laughs> yeah, because he's a winger. He never he, he never shuts up. Oh, well, now we now the journos can't talk about how their team are a bit. You know, they are a bit up themselves. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they didn't say anything when uh, James Fisher Harris with his sunglasses at, at the end of the grand final. Like, be a winner. But don't be an asshole when you're a winner. We we do own them, you know. <laughs> like a moron, and they don't say anything about that. We do own them. Yeah, <laughs> they they are our babies, or whatever the fuck he said. 
Oh, you're so annoyed. Mate, um, on him, actually, he's out for another five weeks with an MCL injury, which probably doesn't piss you off guilty because of what he said last year. Mate, he's, 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 he's over the hill. I don't care what anyone says. He's not the best prop in the world. Oh, he's uh, he's injured. Got, yeah, mate, even when he's playing, he doesn't do anything. He goes off the back of his wingers. Mate, on top of that, they've got that young bloke coming through, Lindsay Smith. Yeah. Mate, yeah, awesome. He, he was awesome. Mate, he, he was really good. Awesome. And Hosking was good too in this game. Oh, mate, Hosking's not going to lose his spot. Yeah. Well, buddy, Martin and Garner were also out as a precaution, and Martin they still slapped. The they side. still slapped the Seagulls. That's the scary thing as well. Penrith and Melbourne are starting to hit this form because Penrith don't really have any. Like JFH is their biggest injury next to Taylor May, who's out for the season. They replaced Taylor May with Sunya Taruva, who's playing fantastic. Garner and Martin, or we'll rest you just because we can. And that's the that's the luxury they have. And, you know, power to them. Someone that I want to point out before we move on um, to, to Manly's injuries and then the 3 2 ones, Sonny Luke was phenomenal in this game, I thought. I, I, I thought he was fantastic the way he was setting up for the. Mate, they, were already, they were already winning, though, by the time we got him. But, but, but he, he, in a big game, I think he'd still be effective. That's a lot of questions. Yeah. So, yeah, he does. Mate, he, he moves so, like, there was one where he's so unassuming. Like, he moved to the left and then went right in the same sort of, like, motion. And the marker just fell for the first way he went. And I was like, oh, my God, he's created two and one from the ruck. And I was yeah. like, fuck me, dead. That's fantastic. Mate, I think that they've got it right the way they're doing it, the, um, yeah. the Panthers, because he can't start again. He can't play 80 minutes. And it's good when he comes in, I don't know, after the first 25. Just like they did with Appy. Yep. I don't, I don't have a drama with it at all. Yeah. Mate, um, for for the for Manly, before we move on, Jason Saab made his first, uh, played his first game. He came back early from an ACL injury, which is great to he's see. He's still quick. He's still quick, isn't he? Mate, he's uh, almost got a try on the outside made, of him. Made, made 16 errors, but he was yeah, he did, he did. He did. still quick. Loves being yeah. quick. Um, Schuster, his quad injury pushed him back another week. So he could be out for two weeks maybe again. So that's a little him. bit annoying. Well, they did, they, because Kaya that KO weeks, weeks mate, he's good off the bench, but he's not ready for first he's grade. Not five, eight. He's not well, a 5'8". He's not eight. ready for first grade yet. He might be a 5'8", but he's just not there yet. Mate, um, and then you got Carl Lawton and Ruben Garrett getting injured and Turbo playing with back spasms. Mate, they the the Seagulls probably should have done what the Dogs did and rode off the game and gone, yeah, listen, well, we've... Like, I know that Lawton and Garrett got done in the game, but they should have not played Turbo if he's got back spasms. It's like, the guy's injured, man. He's your best player. Don't risk him for one game. Maybe against why, the... I don't know how it happened, though. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, Gildy, the cash MVP, 3 2 ones for this. 3 2 uh, Dylan, Dylan Edwards, three. Uh, Cleary got two. Cleary was awesome. And uh, Yo got one. And... Even though we're bad manly, Jake did his best all game. He had a yeah, he had a good game. He was good. But it was the it was those three, Edwards, it was Cleary to Yoda Edwards. That was the the formula and it just worked. Obviously on the back of Toto and even Crichton played well and everyone did their job in Pennsylvania. That's what I was gonna say. Um there's been talk about, you know, who the second row was for New South Wales. And Olakawadu's had his name brought up a few times. Mate, you can't play big games like that and expect to play for New South Wales. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get a spot, bro. Unfortunately, one of your boyfriends, Nick. Hmm. But anyway, game five, boys. The Canberra Raiders upset the Broncos, defeating them 20 points to 14. Uh, I thought... 
after the first half Raiders had. The the faders tag was going to return. Um, but they shook that in a massive way. And they handed the Broncos their first defeat of the season, which was, again, an upset. Um, I thought um, bouncing back from Penrith's 53-point defeat last week was also um, massive ups for, for Canberra. They just started this game so, like, they were on. And the, their physicality in defense, their um, their they hunger and attack. Mate, they, they didn't were, make errors. They just didn't make errors. I mean, uh, look, I, I know the first month or two is is molding your side and, and getting it right. But where has this Canberra side been guilty? Like did they played how we how we thought they can play, and they did this without Tapine. He got rubbed out before the game because he had a, had a kid. Killed me, killed me in Supercoach. Yeah, <laughs> but they've got no Tapine. Um, Josh Papali'i played like no Jack White as well. He aimed up. Yeah, but Josh Papali'i after, after this is the third his third game this year, and he played like the first two he was non-existent, and this one he was. Spoiler alert. Well, they needed the him match. to. They needed him to. And is that I, because Tapine wasn't there? Do you reckon? Do you reckon this was like well, beneficial? Man, I've seen there? them I've seen them both play together at points last year where they were probably the best combination, the best two props. Do you know in one team? Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah, look, you just show that he's still got it in. Like people think of um last couple of years in playing Origin. And getting 15 minutes and so forth. Mate, he's better than that. He's still a premier prop. Yeah. And he look, showed, he showed it. Leading, he showed it here. When he's leading players like well, Cor- Cor- Corey Horsburgh is playing awesome as well. And he's moved into the starting spot at um at lock. And he he's a prop lock. Like Clarky talks about prop locks. Um, mate, he still does a lot of he's real busy around the ball, Horsburgh, all the time. Good tackles, tries to put on big hits, you know. It, but I think the other of... big the other big thing is that they had Rapana come back and made he I know he, look he makes errors as well but he does some crazy stuff in the game. Well, mate, and he 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 played really well and um very uneventful night for Jordan. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you've mentioned it, uh, Guilty uh, yeah. and obviously Clarky, um, there was a head knock for for Rapana. Now, for those that didn't see it, it was in the seventy seventh minute. Uh, Adam Reynolds put a bomb up. Uh, the the Broncos are losing by six. It was twenty to fourteen at the time. Uh, Reynolds has put the bomb up, and Rapana was in the fullback spot at the time, or was you know he was in that spot anyway for the catch. He's caught the ball and then he's dropped his his body, and the two Broncos players following through, uh, one of them being Marty Tapao, his knee hits Rapana's head which is in line with Tapao's knee. And Rapana's head turns into a, a blood tap and blood just spurting out. Clearly fails the HIA, is out for 11 days now. Um, but the controversy that came from that was a, a penalty for um, carelessness from Tapao, saying he didn't even attempt to tackle him. Now, I want to hear your opinions, boys, on this on this call. And Clark, I'll start with you because you brought it up. Um, yeah, I, I think it deserves the penalty. Obviously, there's not much that Marty Tapao can do, and everyone, and the whole, the whole storyline coming out is like, oh, 
what's he supposed to do? It's an accident. It's like, yeah, but mo- most things that happen on a football field are accidents because if they were deliberate, there'd be send-offs every game. And I Me- think, yeah. unfortunately, he made contact with the head and you can't make contact with the head. It's... Man, so, so in in the in the um, commentary, um, the two, um, I guess the two commentators, uh, they were of the opinion that there was nothing to power could do. But um, oh, what's his name, Corey Parker? Who, who was it? Parker. Yeah, Corey Parker. Uh, I think has the same opinion as you, Clark. He goes, look, it's it's reckless. You run in like that, and it's reckless. It's a penalty. It's easy. it's. I, I yeah. think it makes sense. Man, look, it went on report. He doesn't deserve to be fined or anything for it. That's my opinion. Mate, you need a blow Init- in the head. Mate, initially, initially, I I was blowing up about it. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I was like, as if they fucking gave that a penalty just because he's bleeding, right? He got injured. But then you think about it and Mate. you go, even though he does drop with the ball. Why does his knee have to be near his head? Well, it's because Rapan has dropped to his. Yeah, but so what, man? It wasn't instantaneous. He ran in while he was on the ground. No, I mean, I, I know it's he could nah, pull out. He nah, could pull, he could pull out. out. He could he could pull out easily. That's why. And that's why. Because I watched it again. Because I was blown up and she was like, "You fucking serious? Like, I don't care about the Broncos or the Raiders. I'm not. A, I'm a fan of the game, right? Um, because you know, I always think about how would I feel if this was against the Dogs, and um, you think about it and you and you bat back a second, you go, okay, it's just a penalty. That's where it should stay, and that's what they gave. Yeah, because um, he could pull out, but yeah, the way he explained it was that you know he hasn't even tried to tackle him. It's just he's come through and boom, he's hit him in the head, and his head turns into a bloody tap. You know what I mean? Was that one of the wildest things you've ever seen? It was disgusting. It was so but- bad, and Rapano's at the throw up, and I was like, man, this he looks so sick. Like he doesn't look good at all. Yeah, mate, that so- was yeah, that that was probably the wildest thing I've seen since you know what since um. Jarrell Yowie's compound oh, fracture of his oh, ankle. Mate, I was, was going to say Joey Manu's was pretty bad. Well, Latrell took his head off. Oh, yeah, that was, that was so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> that was accidental. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Super <laughs> reckless. Yeah. Mate, um, anyway, the what what was great for Canberra, and it was shocking to many, but he really, he truly returned in a great way. Was Jared Croker. And he made his first appearance for the club since round nine, 2022, which he only played one game last year. And his return marked his 293rd match uh, in the NRL. Um, what stood out for me for him was his defense was solid, but Not his so goal solid. against Katoni Stags. And his goal awesome. kicking. How good's his goal kicking? Hey, he doesn't, well, he doesn't miss. His goal kicking's always been good, but his defense has always been wow. the Achilles heel. Like whenever his name's spoken about for origin back They talk about his size. In his heyday, they talk about his defense. And his speed. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he stands in the right spot. Yeah, that's right. Which um, which he makes up for his lack of speed, let's say. Yeah. yeah. He he owns stags. He owns and, that. He's not look. He's not burning anyway. He's not running any eighty meter tries in. But look, mate, he's two hundred ninety three games of experience that obviously helped them win against the Broncos, who were undefeated. So it was a shame for the Bronx that they lost Flegler um, very early in the game to HIA. That doesn't help them. 
but it's not as if they like he's like the one the be all end all for them to win. They've got no injuries. Corey Oates is out. That's it. Yeah. So no excuses for the Broncos. And not only that, Arthur's is playing good. So it's not like not this game. They're missing. He's got a good try at the end. Yeah, no, but it, uh, he wasn't. He got he got fed as well in this game. I felt I felt. But he. Payne Haas, but Mr. Consistent, probably the best prop in the game right now, I'd say. Um, the talk is that he's going to get over a million dollars a season. Now, I want to hear what your thoughts are on that, boys, because that's a lot for a prop. No prop besides to tell Malolo, who's a lock forward, he's, a prop he's on that money. Uh, mate, he deserves a million a season, I reckon. I he think he's churning out 200 meters every single game, which he's doing. I think he, I'm kind of with you, man. Like he's, he's showing, he's showing every week that he is up for it. Despite his off field dramas, he's up for it. And I'm like, oh shit, this bloke's going to fucking, he's going to get it. He's going to get 1.1 a season and he's going to stay at the Broncos. Clarky. Do you think it's too much? Is it the old Wayne Bennett, the old Wayne Bennett um, mentality of forwards shouldn't get as much as halves? Mate, I think or... Wayne Bennett's original mentality was you never play a you never pay a prop over five hundred grand. It was yeah, that's that, right. That, yeah, but that was when the salary cap was different. Yeah, that's different. And value. then he and then he paid over five hundred grand for Cade Snowden at the Knights. That worked out well. Mm. Um, he had played Origin. Yeah, but what about Cade Snowden? Fucking hell. Uh, he's a good player when he was good. Yeah. Um, until he signed that five hundred thousand yeah. contract yeah. and went yeah. to the Knights. Yeah. Um, no, I think Payne Haas. He he's a million dollar player. They just they just need to be careful. They don't. They, there's no need to sign him to a ten year contract like a Jason Tomalolo because it yeah. can. It's the length of the contract that can turn around and and bite you on the ass because at the end of the day, they are big men and they're doing all the hard work and they can turn old and not value for money very, very quickly. Mm. Jason Tomalolo is not a million dollar player. Not now he's not, but when they got signed him, he was. And he's still got like four years left on his contract. He's got it. But mate, that's the, that's the price you pay to win a grand final. Yeah. Mm. It is what it is. Look, man, Payne House is worth a million bucks. Um, and they've got money because uh they don't have to pay Flegler next year and they don't have to pay uh, who is it? Who's the center who's going to the Herbie Farnworth. Farnsworth, yep. So there must be a little bit of money there. And I don't have a drama with it personally. I think he, he's worth it as long as he's kept staying out of trouble. Um he's hmm. never gonna be one of those players that's a captain of the club. But no, they got um, Carrigan for that. Because they've got Carrigan already. And I think I, I think Payne's happy with that, to be honest. I don't oh, think mate. he's one of those players who, who who wants that responsibility. He just wants to go out there and run for 200 metres every single game. I, I will say the last thing before I move on, uh, the Broncos, this is their first loss, so no NRL team is undefeated now. Um, took to round six for that. Uh, but when they lose, and it was evident in this game, uh, they've got a young team, except for Reynolds. The only one that wasn't whinging was Adam Reynolds and maybe uh, Payne no, he wins, man. He wins. At the end like, of the game, when they when they got that penalty against them, he was whinging about it, yeah. something that had happened to him about twelve minutes prior. Because I got hit, I got yeah, hit. Mate, no one gave it to too. me. And that's man, his job. He's the captain. Man, I'll say, I'll say, they need to they need to learn to lose. Like that was a that was a clutch game. I think they got ambushed. Didn't expect to lose. 
and they need to not kick rocks because you could see when Reese Walsh was trying and he threw the ball out behind Cobbo, who was ahead of ahead of him, and he's blamed Cobbo, and Cobbo's blaming him, and it's like, oh, it's just one game, like you know, just reset next week, and they were just going off at each other. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Didn't uh, Jordan Ricky and uh, Hudson Young have a little bit of a a little bit of a set to yeah. it? Well, I think Ricky's going to get weeks for a facial, an elbow oh, facial. Do you reckon that was a penalty? Uh, no, I don't. Not, not, do I. not, not to bring it. Well, I don't think he got a penalty though. I think what yeah. happened was it, no, it he won a report. Man. He won a report. Yeah, it was after they played another five minutes, which is fine if they do yeah. that, like, and they don't penalise him for it, which they didn't. But is it? I don't know if he goes on report for that either. Really, mm. I don't know. No, Ricky's they, a, Ricky's a bloody another winger, mate. I tell you, he's a good defender. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the cash MVP three two ones for this game, guilty. Three, two, ones. Okay. We have... We have Josh Papali, three. It's felt like we spoke about him ages ago. Corey Hasbro, two. And uh, Payne Haas gets one. <laughs> there was someone else that we I was we were talking about. Oh, I, yeah. We've already spoken Man, Croco was great as well, I thought. Mm. Well, it's game six. The Gold Coast Titans defeat the St. George Illawarra Dragons 20 to 18. Guilty... There were some great tries in this game. It was very fired up. But I, um, know, I thought this was going to be a boring game. Yeah. <laughs> this was a great game. It was, wasn't it? I yeah. thought like it was it was there was a lot of intensity to it. They they didn't like each other. Uh we already spoke about Francis Mola. I thought he should have been sent off in the third minute. I don't care what anyone says. He's his feet are off the ground. He's he sh- belted the shit out of Mo Fodawaker's head. And Mate, he, he sort of skimmed over the top, I reckon. I don't man. I think and he I think make it black only... and white, Nick. I think the thing that saves like a bull. I think the thing that saves Frankie Molo is, I don't think there was much contact. Yeah, he tried. He, he tried. He tried to get. It's like he tried to get sent off, and failed. Yeah, I'll just get Sinbin instead, hmm. mate. Um, uh, Sua played on despite a calf injury. Um, but the the main in there's two two big ones for the Titans. Uh, one was their Leeds Rhinos recruit, Cruz Leeming. He came off the bench. He's a hooker from Leeds who the Titans have signed immediately. I thought he played well. But um, a big one was uh, Toby Sexton replacing Kieran Foran in the halves. Um, he's been playing for Tweed Seagulls in Queensland Cup for the first six, sorry, five games. And, man, I thought he was fantastic. Him and Tanner Boyd had had a great day out as the halves pairing for the Titans. Mate, I, I said this to you, Dan. Tanner Boyd, I'm super critical of because I don't think he's a halfback, but as a 5'8", he was great. And I thought Toby Sexton was really good as a halfback. I know they were wearing different numbers. Tanner Boyd had seven on his back and Sexton had six. But I, I think play. They, play, they play pretty good together. Well, they, they were there last year together. That's probably why. And no, they, played they, okay kept, they kept year. pushing each other out. They weren't sure what they were doing with Brimson. And then, you know, you had... Um, Campbell, Campbell coming at fullback. They weren't sure whether, you know, they, 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 they hadn't worked out what they were doing. Look, I like Foran as well, but he's coming to the end of their career. And if they can solidify those two as the halves, that's a pretty good halves pairing, I think. Well, this is the thing. They've got Foran out for another couple of weeks. AJ Brimson, same amount of time. Sam Verrills is out. Both Fermor's out for their for their right edge. Jamin Jolliffe and is also out. Like, they've got injuries, the Titans, that no one's talking about. Yet they're they're key injuries for it, marquee players, if you will. And they still pulled off a win against a, Mate, a, a an injuryless dragons team who No one no one talks about those guys because they have got good fillers. 
Like, man, Jaden Campbell's a gun. He is a gun. He is a gun. And and David Fafid is on the left edge now, which we spoke about. What plays way better on the left edge. Yeah. Absolutely. But um yeah, look, I, I, I tipped again. I lost this tip. I tipped the um the Dragons. I thought they were going to take that form from the uh their win against the Dolphins last week uh into this week. Uh that they didn't. And it's pretty disappointing as a Dragon supporter with this loss because it was there to be won, but it was it was clutch, Nick, because they got ahead. Ben Hunt scored a, a try that was just it, they were asking for it, and they finally got over the line, missed the kick. It came down to a conversion, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. And uh, sexy boy got his. <laughs> he did, but um, well, no, it wasn't. It was Tanner. It was Tanner Boyd, wasn't kicking. No, no, no. It was uh, well, Toby Sexton scored it. Yeah, yeah, but Tanner yeah. Boyd kicked the kicked the goal, man. Yeah, he yeah he kicked the goal. So, mate, um, that was a great yeah. save. That save on Tanner Boyd's uh, try saver. Look, they scored after it, like in the next set, but that try saver was phenomenal. Well, I see that and I go, this guy's an effort player. I love effort players, you know. So, mate, that that try, the two tries that I when I sent the message out about how good the game was, um, mate, uh, the Ravalawa, Ravalawa scored a, a free try. <laughs> Everyone just stops just, when the ball hits no, the ground. So do you funny. notice that, Clarky? Yeah. When the ball hits the ground and everyone just goes, "Oh, it's on the ground." And then Ravalar was picked it up and just run thirty meters. Everyone's like, "Ah, oh, he's running." Oh, mate, the whistle. Mate, just well, it's not, it's not even that, man. I don't think anyone wanted to get in his way. He's just too big. And then um, Philip Sammy had a mate. Um, I, I don't. I, I used to think Philip Sammy was a bit of a filler, as in. They just whack him there because they've got no one else in the wing. Mm. Like, he's a blinder as well. Mate, Philip Semi tore the Dragons to pieces. Yeah, yeah. I, I we'll get to the That's three. That's the best game one. I've seen him play. That's yeah, we get we'll get to the three two ones. He doesn't get three, but mate, if he doesn't play, they don't win. Mm. Man, when he scores that try, he didn't. You know when you go like, yeah, I scored. He like had like a, a three minute like cheering, cheering, cheering section. He was like, "Yeah, I scored." Fuck Went yeah. full American. I football. scored. <laughs> he just kept going. He was so amped up. It was a freak try. It was an awesome try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. Um, I haven't got much more to say about this other than the fact that it was a clutch game, and I'm with you, Guilty. It was actually one of the better games of the weekend. Yeah, I thought. Um, I love watching Tino. I love when Tino. He's the captain, and he still he doesn't mind a bit of push shove. I love that. Yeah, the referee pulled him over and he goes, mate, you're the captain. Send an example. He goes, sorry, sir. You're right, yeah, sir. And then the next yeah, one, he's bloody in it again. Whatever. <laughs> they, they should have. Aaron Clark threw two punches. He should he have been Yeah, oh, that's what I'm yeah, saying. That's true, he threw two. True. It was a sin bin. It's like, <laughs> then, what have we, have we forgotten? Like, like again, who he punched? Did you see who he punched? Lone. <laughs> like, he missed him. He, he essentially missed, him. missed with both punches, but he still threw two punches. They're uh, like, yeah, calm it down, boys. Next, The next one will sit. You'll be sitting down. Who, yeah. was, the player, who was the player from <laughs> their side, though, that, that was throwing a few? Oh, uh, Who was the Dragons? Who was it? I think it was, was Jaden Sewer. Sewer coming yeah, it was in. Sewer. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was too. Yeah. And then they're like, but did you see what he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see what he did? It's the like penalty's t- going against you. Yeah, because he started it. That's, yeah. He did start it. Because yeah. Tino ragdolled um, Sloan, was it? Yeah, he, was Sloan, he was trying to get up and Sloan wouldn't let him go. Yeah, and all well, Tino's ragdolled him too, mind you. Yeah. Anyway, um, unlucky Dragons fans, um, and well done to the Titans. Uh, that that's a that's a, a gritty win that you want to see your club win and you know 
Hopefully they can carry it forward. But Nick, the Akasha MVP, three two ones for this uh, game. Tanner Boy three, Philip Semi two, and Ben Hunt one. Yeah, but even though he had that massive drop, but <laughs> mate, bit, um, uh, Charlie Staines like. Yeah, spewing eh? spewing yeah. Charlie, false Ferrari. Uh, mate, this is the last game we'll be covering because we've already covered um, Tigers Eels. So game seven, the Newcastle Knights defeat the New Zealand Warriors 34 to 24. Boys, um, I picked the Warriors here because Tamari Martin came back. I know Tohu Harris didn't return, but I thought, you know, they could still do it without Maradonair Kore and Mitch Barnett. Um, obviously not. Uh, their backs were standing out more than their forwards in in a way, but the Newcastle Knights, in a, in a way, to me, it was an upset because I'm not expecting much from them this year. But with the players they've got, they're fucking churning out some wins. They're they're still in the middle of the table now. They've, I think they've won three, three this year. Is that right? Yeah, that's one yeah, more. You than can't the you, you can't pick these um kind of like the mid card. Yeah, the mid card team. It's just. It's all over the place, but I know, I know Gildy shits all over Lockie Miller's defense. Mate, he's tissue paper. He's the worst <laughs> defender in the comp. But he's mate, a fantastic attacker. Wait, but they, if he he's averaging like two hundred plus meters a game, and like yeah. that's that's you know he's getting amongst it. He's do you know there. Why, do you know why he gets two hundred meters? Because he saves all his energy for attack. He doesn't do shit in defense. <laughs> he runs away. Oh, oh man! My way, I'll just run over the other side of the field. And the Greg Marzio, I don't, I don't so mean to good. bring it back to Supercoach, but he's averaging over a hundred this year in Supercoach because he just Man, again you know, churns out just but in tries his trial, and In his trial, Clarky, like I know he was injured at the start of the year, which I was like, "Where's Greg Marzio?" Like, he's but in the trial game. games, he he tackle busted like yeah. ten, but and people, he keeps doing it. I know it sounds weird, and you, like you just said, but because of that, people bought him for Supercoach and they had to dump him. <laughs> He wasn't yeah. in the side. Mate, I'd go as far to say right now they've probably got the two best wingers in the comp. There you go. That's a big call. But I think they do because that try. Oh, uh, Jermaine Azarka's up there, Nick. No, the best two, the best duo. You know, oh, best team. duo. Okay. No, that's fair. That's Mate, fair. Uh, that try that Dominic um, Young scored where I think it was Pompey grabbed him and was hugging, like bear hugging, yeah. and he yeah. just carried him over. Another, not, not just like fell over, 10 metres, ran with 10 metres with a bloke <laughs> on your back. <laughs> I will say that was a battle, but because Adam Pompey's playing very, he's underrated, isn't he? He's a, he's a good player. Yeah, he's he's really very good, player. good. man. And he's he's very underrated. Bradman best quite a few times. There. Man, Bradman Best got owned, in my opinion, got owned by Pompey. I, I thought Bradman Best had a pretty good game, but I just thought Pompey was better. Yeah. No one's talking about him. We are. <laughs> Mate, it's because, he's, I guess, you know, when you talk about players, you, like in the back of your head, you're going, oh, we're talking about players. Who's going to make origin? Do you know what I mean? And mm. when you got a player who's, you know, he's a New Zealander, he's not got a player agent. Um, yeah, you don't, you just don't. I don't know. They go to the. I don't know he why. Should, he should he's be a brilliant able, player. He should be able to play origin though. Oh yeah, right. you're just poking the bear. <laughs> um, Jaden Brayley. What are you trying to say, Clarky? <laughs> Jaden Brayley. Um, he went there early, didn't he? Are they worried that he's done his ACL again? It's not confirmed yet, but that was the worry. Yeah, that'd suck. It, it would because he's important to them. He oh, really, he really does solidify them in that middle. And if he's gone again, that's a shit go. I bet you. I've got to admit, this is going to sound horrible, but the Sharks are stoked. 
Not that he's injured, but they picked the right Braley brother. Mm. He's a bit slack, but yeah. yeah true, though. <laughs> it's very it's slack. True, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. But, <laughs> mates, um, the Knights, and I don't know what, what you boys are going to say about this, but I think it is a good thing. Uh, Caelan Ponga's earmarked to return in round eight for the Knights. And to be honest with you, like I initially, Clarky, your idea which I thought was original, by the way. I think you were the first one to say it before people sniped our podcast, is that he should probably return as a 14, potentially. I definitely um, didn't say that. I disagreed with But you brought it up. But you, some, you you brought it up. And you're like, oh, sorry, I think some, Gil, no, I think Gildy brought it up. Oh, there you go, Gildy. You got sniped. You got copied by Fox Sports. But um, where did he put him? You're like, uh, like, look, he. he I, I wouldn't even put him in the side, mate. Right now. Nah, come on. Well, they're winning without him. They weren't winning yeah, but, with him. But he's he's also he'll help them win. Like I just don't think you need like he's obviously not going to go to fullback because Lockie Miller's killing it there. Pong is a better defender at fullback. Let's just say that. Not, not by much, but yeah. <laughs> and then in the halves, you know, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Like Tyson Gamble wasn't there, right? Uh, they had Crossland. Yeah, um, Crossland. He's better than Crossland in the halves. Yeah, he is. But the difference is that Crossland can tackle, puts his head in the right spot. Interesting. Ponga, Ponga just seems to <laughs> just go, hold on, how am I going to put my head in this tackle where it's going to be definitely head-butted? Mm. See, I mm. think if I think if they continue to win games, they just keep giving him another week or two. Like, unless... The, yeah, I agree. I, I just, agree. I don't think better. they need to rush him back. I'm just... I, I'm, I'm seriously... I'm, I've got... I've, I'm very, very worried for Caelan Ponga. Mm. So, so he's back. He went to Canada, right? Yeah, and they, they haven't released... Exactly, they haven't released exactly Seriously? what he found. Well, they obviously they, something has been identified by these specialists over there, and they're like, Callum Ponger in an in Instagram post is like, I've got all the information I need. I'm not telling anyone because it's confidential, but I'm back in round eight. See us, and everyone's like, Yay! That's, <laughs> that's weird. Well, it is weird. Like, like you, I think you agree, Clarky. If he gets knocked out again, should NR step in? How many times? How many times are going to get knocked out? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like they, they, they have to be like that. Someone, and I'd say the NRL because they're you know it's a duty of care. They'd have to say we need to send him to another country to get a definitive answer on an issue which is not definitive. Send him to another country for a period of three months. It's like, oh, why yeah. is it three months? It's like because oh, you've been still down. Because you've been still down for three months. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I almost think that. Mate, I know this is a, it, it's got to start with someone. There's got to be a catalyst for things like this. But if you've got a player, I don't care who it is, and you're continuously getting um, knocked out, and and he doesn't just get knocked out. He's 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 like he's comatose when he's yeah. up, he's down. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference, mate. I think you've got to start extending the amount of time. Like, yeah, just say you've got a category one. And it's eleven days, and this was at the start of the season. And he gets the eleven days. He comes back two games later. I think you've got to extend it longer than the eleventh day. And I know that penalises the club, but you're looking after the welfare of the player. And mm-hmm. we've talked about it before. If you're a boxer and you get knocked out, it's a three month. That's twelve weeks. Like, like if I was with Clarky, because we put up on our our polls, if you get co- like knocked out cold, proper knocked out cold, you should be twelve weeks. So I wouldn't actually be against that. And and you're right, Gildy. Like it's the manner in which he gets knocked out. Like he gets KO'd. Yeah. It's not a it's not a 
you do a HIA, oh, it's a category. It's no, mate. He's he doesn't even get he doesn't even do head injury assessments because he's fucking unconscious. Mm. Yeah, mate. It's funny because like players, I'm not. It's Caleb Ponger. He's played for Queensland as a fullback in a winning Queensland team. Man, he's a jerky sort of player. So when he's moving towards the line, he's sort of stepping off both feet. He's got that. It's not quite Benji Marshall, but it's he's steppy. Man, he he could put the the hand that doesn't have the. And I know he's carrying the ball in two hands most of the time. But once you get to the line or near the line, you can use your arm as a bumper. You can put your arm up in some sort of defence. He just runs head first into him. Well, mate, we've um we've steered away from this game, but um I just wanted to confirm for the Knights they are three wins and one draw. Forgot about that draw. Um and yeah, the Warriors have four. So so how many they they've lost two, one three. Drawn one. Yep, and the Warriors have lost two. They lost. They just lost to the Roosters in round two, and they lost this game, which surprised me. But that's a big win, in my opinion, a big win for the Knights. So, you know, Knights fans should be happy with that because now they're in uh, the the eight as a result. They're ahead of the Seagulls, who are also on seven points. Funnily enough, I think, I think you knocked it on the head, though, Dan. They got three of their main forwards are out. You know, so um, if if the Warriors had those players back. I don't know if it would have been the same story. Mm. In saying that, I thought that Adam O'Brien would be the first coach to get the tap. But maybe oh, no, I now. said, who did I say? I said Holbrook. So I'm also wrong. And yeah. um, who did you say, Clark? You said Ooh. Anthony Griffin. So, Griffin. so who everyone wants Griffin's him. already been given the tap. He's been told he's not coaching <laughs> yeah, next yeah. year. He's got to reapply for his job. So everyone wants right. Anthony Griffin out except for Ben Hunt. Yeah. And he's like, well, you, the club will go backwards by five years if you get rid of him. I was like, Man, will it? No, nah, I don't know. Anyway, Clarky, uh, it's not Clarky, Guilty, the Cashier MVP 3-2-1s for the final game. Oh, well, before we do, I was going to bring up a couple of things. Did you yep. think that uh, the clock stat try should have been an obstruction, Clarky? It's the Mate, one where uh... he's moving diagonally towards the goalpost. He's already well and truly past where the parentheses incident happens and then they call it back for a uh, an obstruction on Hastings. How about we go to Dan on this because I missed it. Um, so the problem uh, I'm gonna just I want to say yes, it's a it's a it's an obstruction. Uh, if you're going off the black and white. Hey, I thought he if was you're going off the, the he ran at the correct shoulder though. He ran off the inside. Man, he's shoulder. he's actually just barged over the front of him, right? The problem is that they're like Jackson Hastings is going to make the tackle. It's like, no, just like Reed Marnie against the Warriors when he was never going to make it, no one was ever going to get Chansey. And they said, Well, it's an obstruction, black and white. And I went, now it's black and white this week. Okay. Awesome. Because I was I was G'd up for Chansey because he had a fantastic game. And I thought it was a try, and then I saw that, and I went, well, they're going to take this off. And it was nothing to see here, guys. But then you look at, like, again, you bring up the Reed Marnie Warriors game, and Sean Johnson scores a try, which Reed Marnie was never going to tackle him, but he gets obstructed. And they're like, well, Reed Marnie was never going to get there. So um, it's a try. That, they're, they're very exact different, same- those two. I know what you're saying, but they're different. Like. Reed Marnie is at least a little way, a little, could probably at least tackle him. Uh, Clockstead, he's not even going to get near him to tackle him. They went black that's and white, Gildy. I'm telling you, like, I'm not even mucking around. They went black and white on the rule. Yeah. And that's and thought, that's that's why it's annoying because it's inconsistent. Yeah, I just thought that that one, I didn't have a drama with it as a try. And I don't think the commentators did either, to be honest. And they 
normally a commentator will go, oh, I think we've got to come back here. Mm-hmm. They they went, oh, um, yeah, three, two, one, blocks that three. That's what reminded me. Dane Gagai is playing awesome right now. He gets two. I think he ran for something crazy, 180 meters, 170 meters. They're super busy. And uh, Pompey, like we've already spoken about him, he owned uh, best and he, he scored two tries. And I think he set up one as well. I think Knights fans will get the shits out of three, two ones there, but that's that's the way it, the cookie crumbles, guys. Um, we're going to go into our rapid fire tips for round seven. Clarky, you get to start this week because you were absent last week. Mm-hmm. Game one, the Dolphins versus the Rabbitohs at Brisbane, Suncorp Stadium. I'll go the Rabbitohs, but yeah, no real um, confidence. Hashtag fins up. Yeah, hashtag fins up. All right, I'm excited to watch that game. Yeah. Guilty? Mate, I've got Rabbitohs 13 plus. Oh, it's, okay. it's confidence. <laughs> Mate, look, I just don't think that they haven't faced a class team yet. That well, they have. They played Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, but I just a powerhouse think, with the current injuries they've got. I don't think that they'll be able to match. Look, I think it'll be a decent game. I said it before. The Dolphins play the kind of footy that I like, which is just uh, smart footy. They don't make errors. They kick deep. And they defend well. So it, it, I don't think it'll be a boil. It might not be a boil over, but I don't think... I think the Rabbitohs have too much class, especially with Demetrio putting all that pressure on all the referees about hip drops. <laughs> Clarky, fed. <laughs> um, I'm also tipping the Rabbits, Clarky. So, you know, there's three from three. Game two, the Sharks versus the Roosters at Cronulla. Roosters. Beauty. I'm the Sharks. Yeah, Bruce is with no confidence. I am leaning towards the towards. leading towards the Roosters. Okay. One, yeah, I'll have a look at that one later. That one's hard. Game three, the battle at Brookvale repeat. Manly Seagulls versus the Storm. Storm. Mate, I'm picking the Storm. Manly, for some reason, always play well against... The yeah, storm. They step up for Cameron it. Smith isn't playing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, some, some some may say they they'd win a grand final grand forty final. nil. I don't know. I love grand finals. That's right. Uh, I'm picking the storm as well. I'm pretty confident, like Clarky was just then. Uh, game four: the Warriors versus the Cowboys in Auckland. Yeah, God. Um, man, I'm gonna go the Warriors. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going the Warriors as well. I'm. Yeah, are, are any of those players back? I think they're one more week off, Nakore and um and Barnett. I'd have to, I don't, I don't know. I have to look at this one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll say Warriors. Playing. Warriors just because it's in Auckland, but that could go either way because the Cowboys could bounce back. Who knows? Game five, the Knights versus the Panthers in Newcastle. Panthers. Yeah, Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, I'm going Panthers as well. Uh oh, another Queensland derby. Game six, the Titans versus the Broncos in the Gold Coast. Broncos will bounce back. Yeah, I've got Broncos, but it'll be interesting. It, it, I'll tell you, if they lose to the Titans, they'll go on a five-game losing streak. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with him actually. If they, they buckle, but I'm picking Broncos. I think they'll, they've got to bounce back surely. Uh, game seven, the Raiders versus the Dragons in Canberra. Big one. God, um, from parties. Raiders. I think there's like some really weird stat with these two teams. 
Yeah. One of the one of them The Raiders always win in Canberra. Yeah, one dominates. They always beat them in Canberra. Yeah, okay. Is uh White and Buck? Yes. Yes. Um is Tarpano what what was wrong with Tarpano? He had a kid. Had a baby. Uh, Or his wife had a baby. Yeah, well he watched his wife have a baby. What the hell? What the hell? Um, yeah, that just brings Tarpano right down in my books. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Um, yeah, I'm picking Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Raiders. Uh, the final oh, game of God. the week is a jersey bet. Guilty. Yep. Eels versus the Bulldogs in Parramatta. With fucking no confidence at all, Guilty. Parramatta. I don't know. Well, if they play like they play against the Tigers, the dogs will win. I, I always pick Parra, so it's it's not being biased, Dan. I just pick Parra, and I'm sure you uh, pick the dogs. I am picking the dogs because they've got four back, and I think they're going to be playing um, a few juniors in on the wing. So Jarrell, Jarrell Skelton might get a start. That's the rumour doing the rounds. Uh, they might be giving Carl Oluwapu a go in the halves. That's the rumour doing the rounds. So when Team List Tuesday drops tomorrow at four, we will... See what happens there. So yeah, I'm going who, to do. Who's dogs. that player that um he hasn't played first grade again this year? But when they played against Souths, I think it was last year or the year before. Declan Casey. Where's he? He could, get a, he could get. A, he's in reserve grade. Mate, he's got to be start. He should. Be he, he might get a go as well. And he was good against the Rabbits. No good against um. Who did he debut against? The Sharks, wasn't it? It's horrible. I said he was the worst player ever, but then he, he had a blinder against Latrell Mitchell, yeah. and I went, "No, this guy's he's good." Yeah, well, I'm picking the dogs and the buy uh, and the Tigers' first points of the year um, will be the Tigers. So, anyway, boys, we're doing a quick check around the grounds today, and Clarkie's going to be here for it, which is fantastic. Uh, as a reminder, it's the segment for all non-NRL-related rugby league coverage. We are only covering the Easter weekend results in the Super League. And, by the way, this was their highest uh, record of crowds in the history of Super League, uh, nearly 90,000. So they had every stadium was, besides the league game, was full. It was awesome to see. Anyway, game one, boys. The Castleford Tigers defeated Wakefield Trinity 16-4. to Wakefield are zero from eight. They are hopeless this year. Game two, Hull Kingston Rovers defeated Hull FC 40-0. English, or ex-Rooster and ex-English international Ryan Hall Bagged a hat trick and the hip drop tackle crackdown has crept over in the UK. So I was watching this game. Uh, they sin binned Joe Batchelor, who's a forward for Hulkingston Rovers, uh, because he hip dropped on Clifford. And it was your traditional hip drop because Clifford went off injured because his ankle got caught in the back of a hip drop tackle. So if you look at that one, boys. Like the Isaac Thompson one. Yeah. Yeah. The Isaac Thompson one, which was definitely not a hip drop tackle. Clarky, thank you very much. But anyway, um, Jake Clifford went off and uh, Hull FC crumbled and that's why they lost 40-0, unfortunately, for your club guilty. Uh, game three, the Wigan Warriors defeated St. Helens 14-6. to uh, Another sold-out game. Warriors are in form. Bevan French had an absolute blinder for Wigan. He um, did a Tanner Boyd-esque try-saver, albeit a bit harder. It was one-on-one. Put the legs underneath. Uh, Tommy Mackinson, guilty the English winger, um, should have been a try to level up the scores. And then off that try saver, Wigan scored a try, and that was that, 14-6. Uh, 
Game four, the Southford Red Devils defeated Lee Leopards 22 to 20. Uh, that was a close one as well. Game six, I'm going to skip it to six. Uh, the Leeds Rhinos pipped the Huddersfield Giants 18 to 17. That was fantastic as well. But the game I watched from start to finish, boys, was game five. The Warrington Wolves, who were undefeated, uh, defeated the Catalans Dragons 20 to 14. So I was up at two in the morning on Sunday. Watched this from start to finish. Game was sold out in Pepignon. Um, there was a real big drama at the end because Catalan scored to level, scored a try on the 77th minute to level the scores, and it was disallowed. But it all came off the back of the field position came off the back of um, uh, Gil Dudson, who used to play for the Dragons, who now plays for the Wolves. Him and Paul Vaughan made a tackle on a on uh, Tommy Johnston, who's a who's a winger for the Dragons. Uh, they've made the tackle, and then for some reason, Gil Dudson just punches him in the head on the floor, similar to when Ben Flower did it um, in a grand final in 2011, I think it was, with Wigan and Saints. Mate, um, he got sent off. It was just a straight punch. Like, he was on the floor, the guy's trying to get up, and the forward, um, Gil Dudson, just bang, one in the head, tries to knock him out. So he got red carded, red carded, Clarky. Do you like that? I, lo- I do like the card system. Yeah. So, mate, um, the only problem I've, like, like look, Catalans were missing Sam Tompkins, Mitch Pierce, to- uh, Taylor May, sorry, Tyrone May. Uh, they're all injured. So they had all their marquee spine position players out. But the commentators over there are fucking so biased, man. They did not give anything to Catalans because they're a French club. They were just like, oh, you know, Warrington's, they've got this. Like, hey, that's like when you're watching an Australian game and they're commentating. Yeah, they're commentating England. They're just like, how good's England? <laughs> oh, they just got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, and this, by the way, boys, was Josh Maguire's first game for Warrington after he was banned for seven games for going off at the referee trial match. He got banned for seven games for that, which I liked. But anyway, we're going to move it on now. Um away from Clarky's favorite segment to Clarky's least favorite segment, the Cylon Stories Bunker Review, presented by our major sponsor, Adzi Apparel. So currently now it's it's Monday. Our fan polls are running, so they're very popular. Um about five hundred have voted already. So everyone keep voting. They're on they're up right now. Um we've got two topics today, boys. And we're gonna start with Jared Hayne. Now, just before you do, Dan, I just wanted to say something about Adzi Apparel. Yes. I'll tell you what, I've been wearing the shirts lately, or the shirt yep. I've got, and um, I've been mistaken for Mike O'Hearn regularly. I'll tell you. It looks who's pretty that? good. Mike O'Hearn, you have to look him up, mate. Well, no one knows who that is. Do you, Clarky, who's that? <laughs> I don't know. If you're, someone, <laughs> if you're someone who's on Instagram, you'll know exactly who it is. Mark O'Hearn? Mike O'Hearn. Mike O'Hearn. Yep. Is he like Arnold Famous Schwarzenegger? Famous body oh, builder. bodybuilder. So you look good. Whenever saying. he walks in the room, that song comes on. Yeah, that song, Clarky. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. me. No <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad. Good. How about the shorts, Guilty? What about the shorts? Mate, the shorts are good. Um, uh, on me, very fitted around the package. <laughs> <laughs> penis, penis hugging. Huh, penis hugging, you know, one, and one hey, would say. 
I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know? Yeah, it's not. And no one's, no one is saying that's a bad thing. <laughs> Everyone yeah. wants to say it. In fact, anyway, sure boys, boys, we're good. We're going to get into today's topic. So we'll start with topic one. So the NRO is set to make a call on rescinding the honours <laughs> Jared Hayne received throughout his NRO career after he was found guilty of two counts of sexual intercourse without consent. What this means is the NRL may strip Jared Hayne of his 2009 and 2014 Dalian medals. The three times he made the Dalian Team of the Year, his 2006 Rookie of the Year award, and his two Parramatta Eels <laughs> Player of the Year awards. Boys, Clarky, I'm going to say, actually, what do you make of this? Mate, I don't think anything that he's done off the field after he's retired should have any bearing whatsoever on what he achieved on the field. Boom. I agree with you. I, I just... And obviously what he's been convicted of is just... is arguably the worst thing. But... They don't relate to... I know no. what you're saying, and I agree with that, but him him being found guilty of a serious crime... uh which is a criminal matter, which is also a lot after the time he retired, um, a long time after he retired. You, you don't just take his Dalian medals off him. Like he didn't, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like he's committed a crime to cheat, to, to win the Dalian medals. Yeah. This is after, and people might not like him and you might want to cancel him out. And that's fine if you don't like him for what he's done and you want to cancel him out. What the NRL needs to do is not take away his medals and his and his accolades. You just don't talk about him anymore. You don't use him in your highlight reels. You don't bring up, you don't talk about Dallium history and have his name up there. You just have to, just like the WWE does with Chris Benoit, they don't talk about it. They just, they just, it's just gone, right? He's just gone. He's not in history. You just don't talk about him. You can't rescind his stuff because you're actually putting more spotlight on that. If you don't want spotlight on Jared Hayne, you don't give him airtime. You don't go, yeah, let's get rid of Jared Hayne's accolades because we took Jared Hayne's stuff. Yeah. You're him. right. <laughs> the way the WWE do it with um, Chris Benoit is actually, yeah, quite smart. It's like he never existed. That's what they need to do. You just need to, yeah. you just need to detach yourself from a once great player of the game. And unfortunately what's happening now to him as, as bad as it is, has nothing to do with him winning the Dally M just to reiterate guilty. Any opinions before we move on? Um, yeah. Uh, look, I don't, don't think we need to talk about it because it's going back before an up court. It's going back to court again. So if you did do take it away from him, that's, you know, whoever's decision that is take all those things away from him, knock on his door and ask for his medals back over at work. I don't know. Um, but are you going to give him back if he's if it goes to court and he's found innocent next time? I don't know. Well, yeah. They're probably. I'd imagine that. I think. I think. I think. Process. I think they should just. They should just leave it until it's over. I think they shouldn't even. They shouldn't even consider it. That's that's my opinion. They shouldn't even be considered. Yeah, that, that's right. Until look, it, it shouldn't even be in the conversation until it's over. No, look, no one's talking. About, I don't know. People are talking about him. So anyway. Hey, what right, boys? Yeah. Um, they obviously feed you well in jail. Oh, 
Kicking him while he's down, Clarky. Oh, he can go and get fucked, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. That's also fair. But um, yeah, just to unfortunately, yeah, for for what for what it is, if we're just talking about football stuff, I don't think his football career, which is which is way before this heinous crime, has to has has anything to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. Just distance NRL. If you're listening, which you do because you, you snipe all that shit anyway. Um, distance yourself, and that's it. They Next. should do what um, they should do what they did to Mike Tyson. What they did to Mike Tyson? They they took all his stuff away from him, didn't they? No, they didn't. That's right, they didn't. They just history just is history. Tough luck. Mm, oh, get him guilty. Well. You did that. Get well. him guilty. I thought you were yeah. being serious. Yeah, he went good. full guilty on then. He, mm. he went full guilty then. I like that. Boys, the last topic. Andrew Abdo has indicated. An 18th NRL team is an inevitability after he stated, and I quote, we will carefully consider Monday night football when the competition expands to 18 teams. There are a whole range of factors that need to be considered for Monday night football. My question is, when the NRL expands and has an extra match per weekend, so 18 teams means nine games, for those with shit maths, is Monday night football the way forward? Clarky, start with you again. I don't know. I don't know what the other option is. To be fair, it doesn't have to like it doesn't have to be, but I can't. That's the only plausible option. My the way I look at it, the only the only other options you've got is you put a one pm Saturday game or a two, four, and six pm. For Sunday, so right now it's four and six. So you'd have two, four, and six. So you got two games. You got yeah. one game Thursday, two Friday, three Saturday, three Sunday, or you've got one Thursday, two Friday, four Saturday, two Sunday, or you have the Monday night game as the God, third option. A Monday night though, like a Thursday through to Monday. I know it's a long weekend. <laughs> it's a long weekend. And we and we would have to record after every we'd have to be doing a Maddie Johns late night special every time the game oh, finishes. Yeah. Gildy, yeah, what do you I, think? Mate, I don't, I don't think we need it, to be honest. I need some days off. Well yeah. <laughs> I can't watch footy every single day. Well Yeah, I I don't I yeah, I don't hey, I, my relationships are already going great, not <laughs> <laughs> When the Mate, football uh, season comes on, you should see the look in their eyes. He's <laughs> like football's first champ. I have a podcast to run yeah. here. Yeah. Mate, um, there's there's some pros and cons to it. So obviously the biggest pro for Monday night football is that the television ratings are great. They're always high. Um, the the biggest con for me, and I think it's a blight on the game, is which has been fantastic this year, in my opinion, is the crowd numbers are, are very low for Monday. And um more teams will have five-day turnarounds. Um, you know, you, you'd be playing Monday and then they make you play Saturday or Friday, and that's not good. Um, I think it's difficult to put it on Monday for that purpose. Uh, however, if they are to play on Mondays again, uh, they need to they need to do what I said about the Friday 6 p.m. game or the Thursday game, and you need to play them at country towns or suburban grounds. You know, that's what they need to do with those low crowd pulling games. 
but I don't know if Monday night, the return of Monday night football is the way forward. I'm, I'm pr- preferring a third Sunday game. So you've got Super Saturday and you've got Super Sunday. That's my preference, but I'm not totally against Monday night football either. It's just Thursday to Monday is a long time. Yeah, and no, I didn't even consider the whole turnaround as well. That'll um, the Monday will not be favourable in those circumstances if you're going to be making like the Perth Bears, for example, because hmm. yeah, the turnaround with the with the recovery with that long flight would be shit house. I can't, I can't see them doing it. To be fair, like if they're just like money over everything. Yeah, so this is only this is only if there's another club introduced. Is that what we're saying? Or is it what well, saying well Ab- Andrew Abdo is saying it's it's happening. An 18th team is coming. Yeah, okay. so there so will be another time slot. There has to be another time slot. You can't have two teams on a buy every week. Have you have you heard? Mm-hmm. Kenty wants the Pacifica Bears. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No. Man, I, everyone. Nah, the reason I'm not a fan of that is because, um, you know that that. The, the reason why it's okay is because the government will be paying for that team, so they'll never go under. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I don't like it is because they haven't really thought thought it through with who really who really was the identity of them, firstly, because uh, they're going to be playing out of Cairns and they're going to be playing in Papua New Guinea, Cairns, Samoa, Tonga, Fiji. It's like, where, where do they play and are those places safe to play at? And right now, Papua New Guinea is not. So they're trying to. So the the government is trying to use rugby league as the way to bridge the gap. And hey, look at our relationships. It's just a government ploy, in my opinion. So I'm not really a fan of it at all. Well, if it works, what what, what difference does it make? If it does do those good things, what what that's not. Yeah, if it thing. works, if it works great. But I think there's like, I think there's other suitors that should be ahead of them, like Perth, maybe another Queensland. Why team. why why Perth, why is Perth ahead of them? Because no. you the game's not Time's completely like- national. And the time slot's better. Yeah, but, yeah, but that doesn't make Perth does not make any sense to me. To be honest, it doesn't make sense to make the game fully national when it's um, called the National Rugby League. When you say oh, it doesn't make sense to make the game fully national, we, there's a whole heap of other states, Dan. Not just yeah, Perth. but we're not even on. We're nowhere near the west coast. We're the east. We just called the eastern eastern seaboard rugby league. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't think we need it in Perth. To be honest. I think you could find another place for the Bears here in on the on the East Coast. What Central Coast? Yeah. Oh mm. my god. Nah. Mate, they need a side. No, There's they a, don't. Massive, massive no, area. They don't. <laughs> Why don't they? They've yeah. got all the facilities already. Right. You got Newcastle. Because they, they can drive an hour to Newcastle. And Manly's the closest in between. So we could You're make joking. the Manly. Manly. <laughs> There's, we can call, there's we water can call, in between. We there's a them, sea in between we, those two. We boxes. could call them the Northern Bears, maybe. They've already done that. Oh, no, we we'll call them the Northern <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> nah, Northern Eagles. We'll call them that. Well, they didn't play out of Central Coast, though. Nah, that's right, because <laughs> it didn't work. Nah. Because they didn't give it a go. <laughs> they had the money and everything. It's not going to work, Nick. Yeah, it's going to work in Perth, right, mate? <laughs> hey, they get two games at North Sydney Oval yeah. and the Colours. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That'll work. Yeah. That'll work. Just like the Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, our final verdict: Monday Night Football guilty? Yes or no? No. Clarky. No. And I'm also going to say no. Fantastic. Let's leave it at that, boys. 
Clarky guilty? You're not going to see me for two weeks? Are you, are you still indifferent or upset about it? Or that, and that's the only two options you have? You can't be happy about it, surely. Mate, it is what it is. You chose to go on the holiday. Oh, here we fucking go. I don't want. I don't want to lie to you, Dan. <laughs> so, 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 don't lie to me. I just expect, um, you know, just when you come back, mate, you know, Clark, you might have your role sewn up. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> anyway, I know I won't. <laughs> oh, har har har. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on again, boys. I'm gonna miss you both. I'm gonna miss you both. I'll be the bigger man and say it. I'm gonna fucking say it. And it's always a pleasure, never a chore. Never, ever, even if there's a fire. Also, a big thank you to our sponsors, Adzi, Hasha, Rusty Penny, and to everyone tuning into episode 84 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. That's a wrap from us here. Go the Bulldogs. Please beat the Parramatta Eels this week to win a jersey bet. Worry, worry. Go the Eels, go the Snakes, and... Look up Mike O'Hearn if you don't know who he is. <laughs> and clear your throat, Clarky. You're like, glory, glory. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking so, about Mike O'Hearn. Yeah. <laughs>